Howdy folks, welcome to another episode of Midwest Mumblings. I'm your host Keone, or K-Dog for short, and on this episode I decided to bring on one of my closest and oldest friends, the man affectionately known to me as Jimmy V. I first met Jimmy V in 5th grade. I was brand new to the state of Indiana and he was brand new to the elementary school I was attending as well. On his first day there he was eating lunch alone because you know how kids can be, they're really clicky. And that didn't seem right to me, so I went up and sat and talked to him. And that turned out to be one of the best and most annoying choices I've ever made in my life. Because not only is he an excellent friend and an incredibly insightful person, but he's also one of the funniest people I've ever met, which can get really frustrating when you try to be funny. But you know you can never be funnier than someone else you know personally. Try as you might. Jimmy V is a father of three and a man that's been married for more than 13 years now. He's mainly a self-proclaimed Republican, but has no problem going Democrat. It kind of depends on who's giving out the stimulus. But regardless of who's in office, he's an active presence in the lives of his children, his wife, his family, and his friends. Now, at the time of this recording, he was a head honcho of a local factory here and did his absolute best to make the company profitable while maintaining a good working relationship with all of his other co-workers, above and below. We sat down and talked about some of the issues that were affecting the world today, and take some time to talk about our favorite bands and music videos and just overall stuff. So please, sit back and marvel with me as we enjoy the wonderment that is Jimmy V. But it is funny, like the that I have a school locker that I keep my guts in. <laughs> and that's that's what's crazy though. The like all the school shootings. Like is it just because the news talks about it more? Or do we st- like does America really have a problem or is it just the news? I don't know. Uh you have more access to the information. Like, has this stuff been happening in the 1800s? Like, with yeah. muskets? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like three children were shot. Jedediah ran off with the met, with a musket yeah. and shot one person. Yeah. Or two people, which is a mass shooting with a musket, you know? Uh, Some kid at work brought up the fact that, like, you'd be a much... Uh, <laughs> that you'd get away... You'd be able to kill a lot more people if you just went into a crowd and just started stabbing people. I was like, what? And he was like, no, if you just went up and started stabbing people in the throat. Snip, snip, snip. Just keep stabbing people. I'll get you bit. You'd get way more people than you would with a gun. He's like, because with a gun, you fire one shot and everybody's running. But it'd take a while before people started realizing. And I was like, I think the first person you stabbed, you might get away with it. Then the second person you stabbed, someone would scream, which is just as good as a gunshot. And then the third person you went up against would be my size and would not be having that shit. <laughs> what an idiot. I, I just completely disagree <laughs> with that logic of you could kill way more people with a knife. I assume he's talking about like standing room only kind of. Yeah, like like. Like that New, like New Year's dark. Eve. <laughs> it's pitch dark. Uh, when you stab someone, they don't make any noise. Yeah. Because, yeah. Okay, because I agree with the fact that, as, yeah, you fire a gun, everybody knows it's a boom. 
and in this day and age, nobody's just going to assume it was a firework and move on. They're, they're going to be on high alert. Mm-hmm. If you stab someone, they're going to make some noise. They're going to scream. Yep. I mean, in a crowded room, somebody starts screaming, okay, maybe it doesn't get the same reaction. It's like, oh, what are they screaming about? Is there a celebrity? Is there something? But eventually, like, I, I can't imagine that you stab that many people before. Before it's known in that close range, yeah. if you're in a mass, like, sooner or later, there's a hero. Yeah. Somebody is going to try to take the knife from you. Yeah. They may lose, they may, but they're going to cause enough of a problem for you that I can't imagine you would make it past a few people. Right. With uh, a gun, yeah, as soon as you fire the bullet, people are on high alert. But if you've got a, th- like, a th- if you've got 30 rounds... Like, you can just unload into a crowd. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I feel like, and then you think about the time it takes to, if you've prepped, and, and you've got, like, ten magazines ready to go. Like, you could do a, a, a pretty good amount of damage. Yeah. Even if everybody's running around, because it's you're just spraying. So. I don't know. I, the, I disagree with the. There's only two scenarios I could really see that being okay. One was the like New York, New Year's Eve in New York. Like, if it's a massive crowded street and it's shoulder to shoulder, you could probably get away with five before somebody'd be like, What's all this blood on me? And then they'd do something. The screaming and panic would cause a lot. And the only reason I thought it even had any legitimacy was I watched this video of this tall black dude was punching this like look like early 20s maybe late teenager kid and there were two of them and he was punching him he was way taller and way lengthier and clearly had the advantage in the fight so he's hitting him a bunch and the kid backs off a little bit reaches in his pocket and then the guy comes back after him and he hits him one time in the neck and the dude starts swinging on him some more and the black dude starts swinging on him slower and slower and then just starts getting woozy and then you realize there's a red puddle that's been following this dude ever since he got hit in the neck so he got shanked in the neck and then literally just falls into the table and probably dies because he lost a lot of fucking blood (laughs) but i mean it was that quick and that's the only because like he kept swinging and it was going on for a good 10 seconds before you realize oh this dude's dying so i was like i guess maybe but like you said, like after the third one, people yeah. will be like, um, you got to stop this. And yeah. somebody's going to throw themselves at you and it's going to be enough of a problem. Yeah. That I think that I don't think it would really work. But you brought up like magazines and shit. Like what about that dude in Vegas who shot up that concert from a high vantage point in the hotel? It's like, how many people did he clip off? You know, yeah. and he had tons of ammo in that room. By the time they pulled out the head, he had cases of that shit crates yeah. of ammo yeah. he didn't get through fucking what two magazines or so yeah but that we know of i guess yeah i mean who who knows what the plan there was like i can't I, I struggle with all the cameras in las vegas and there's no video footage of this dude like bringing in cases of ammo that's a solid point prepping, like so i don't know i mean no the prepping i can see i just you're right, though. There should be some camera footage of somebody watching that window. Yeah. I don't know. If I was a camera guy and I heard shots going off, I'd immediately abandon that camera. It'd be like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. 
I guess the main point for me is not so much of what's the better tool to use to assassinate a large group of people, but why does it happen? <laughs> and, like, why in America? Because, like, both sides have really good points. And, I mean, like, I have guns. I agree with the Second Amendment and everything. Right. But, like, why are... Okay, like, Australia, Sweden, why aren't these places having it? Let's say, okay, let's say the pro-gun people. It's like, when are we going to deal with the mental health issue? Why don't they have a mental health issue in Canada? Like, Hmm. okay, so just using that argument. And then when you say, you know, the opposite side of uh, guns, like, okay, we're going to make guns all illegal. Nobody can buy a gun. Oh, yeah, it really really worked for drugs. Yeah, Like, murder's already illegal. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't think making guns illegal is going to deter somebody that really wants to do something like this. So I I don't know. I mean, for me, it's also being a gun owner. I wouldn't, I could care less if they made it like it was with a car. So like, if you want to drive in the U S you have to be a certain age, you have to go to a class, you have to prove that you can use it effectively. You have to like pass it. You have to get a license uh, you have to register it. You have to have insurance for it. You have to uh, buy new plates for it. But I feel like that's just the government trying to find <laughs> a way to tax you. So I'm not sure that that's. But a I mean, like. Way. But I mean, like, okay, like for me, if I want to go buy a gun, I can I can go the to like a Top Guns or a, you know some academy or Walmart or whatever, and I can pass all the background checks and get the gun. Or I can also go online and Google, you know, Hoosiers with guns for sale and buy it unregistered. Oh, yeah, that's a solid point. Yeah, getting the gun has never been a problem. I imagine in most countries it's not that, well, it's probably not that big of a problem if you really want. Bad guys are always going to get the guns, right? Yeah, that's the thing is, like, if, I mean, if you want anything, you can get it. Like, there's dudes out here selling kidneys, like, True. on the black market. Like, right. I mean, I don't know where to get one, but I haven't, I don't need one. Right. You know? <laughs> Which, like, I mean, I, I've been uh, out of the, the, the drug game for a long time, but I'm pretty confident that if I put forth a little bit of effort. Minimal, too. It, exactly. Like, I can find, like where to get it from again. But now I'm also like 40 with a 401k, so I just look like a cop. So it's probably going to take a little bit longer than when I was 18. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Just don't need it as much either. I mean, I feel like the more desperate you are, the much bigger chance you're going to have of going to get things like that because those avenues are closed to you, you (laughs) think. So, well, I mean, like... You don't have any other option. Yeah, I mean, like, back in the day when, you know, like I did meth, like... I just remember knocking on some dude's door who I thought did drugs and just asking him if he had meth. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just worked. I was yeah. Like, yeah. Here we go. Brazil's a hell of a town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I was like, huh, that was kind of effective. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I don't know that I would be so brazen to do that now. Well, you have more to lose now. Well, yeah. yeah I feel like the more you have, the less you have to lose, the more you can do. Mm-hmm. So that's also kind of a problem my problem I, I like the pushback when it comes to 
making guns illegal because the main argument is you're just taking away the the chance for the good people to defend themselves. Yeah, but that's also such a, uh, I mean, in my opinion, that it's such a crock because okay, so yeah, I keep a gun on me for for the most part, but most people who buy guns don't really spend the time like training with them mm-hmm. to where if if a real situation pops off that they're ready to 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 go into go mode right so like you, you know some 21 year old douchebag with a lifted truck that's open carrying that's uh, sitting at an applebee's if gunshots firing he's probably not equipped mentally to assess the situation, draw his gun, find the target, execute. He's yeah. probably going to lock up. Like you got to think, like police and soldiers, and military, they spend a lot of time training for when it goes down. Mm-hmm. Because when you're really being shot at, you're going to lock up. You're going to free. There's a fear factor, yeah. and it's it, you know that fight or flight mechanism. And if you're not training yourself to go into fight mode immediately, then you're really not preparing yourself. So you're probably just going to freak out or worst case, now you have a gun and you just freak out, pull it out and just start open firing at whoever. Yeah. And now, now you have a hard time identifying who's the good guy, bad guy, because there's just eight dudes in an Applebee's open firing at each other. And you can't hear anything because you, know, you got tinnitus it, now. Yeah, it's mass chaos. So it's so you know, of all the people with guns, like I said, most people aren't practicing for like a true active shooter drill to where yeah you would know how or what to do. You know, I still maintain that you may not be mentally ready or have the par- perfect training but you've got a better chance i agree i agree i mean it's 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 way better that you have it and don't need it yeah. than you don't have it and need it yeah i mean and it's i mean and, and then it's also people really need to probably understand a little bit of what you think is going to happen afterwards like let's say somebody tries to steal your car and they're unarmed and they're just opening your door and you just reach down you pull out and you just pop three into the dude yeah you're not leaving, right? <laughs> like yeah. after that, like you're, you're probably going to yeah. be arrested. You're probably going to go to jail. You're definitely getting arrested. You're definitely going to jail. You're definitely you, getting your gun confiscated. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're going to have to go to trial. Yeah, and there's a chance you could lose. Yeah, of that it, and that's the fucked up part. Yeah, exactly. Really like you decided to shoot somebody if they're unarmed because let's say the political landscape of it. Let's say this is some 17 year old kid, and. Maybe he was just trying to. Maybe he wasn't trying to steal your car. Maybe he was just trying to. Maybe he thought you were the mom picking him up from the mall, and yeah. he was just trying to get in, and you just shot this dude. Yeah. yeah. And so, because these are split second decisions, mm-hmm. and you know nobody's okay. Like the Zimmerman thing, the. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, okay, like that dude followed him around and stuff, but. Once the tussle, the, the the fight started, now you have split seconds, you know? Wait, which was the Zimmerman thing? Oh, that, I was old, old school. That was like... That's, that's not Trayvon, is it? Yeah, yeah, Trayvon Martin. Uh, same one? Yeah, well... well 
I don't know. Was that Skittles thing? Maybe. I don't know. Everything blends together. Uh, it's been a lot of it, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Just what I remember from it was it was uh, some neighborhood watch dude was out, spotted a suspicious person, started following him, and then... I'm going to Jamie this and pull it up real quick. Yeah. And then uh, they got into an altercation, and then this the neighborhood watch dude pulled the gun and shot him. I could be dead wrong. <laughs> it was Aaron Zimmerman, wasn't it? Yeah. No, I think we went to high school with an Aaron Zimmerman. I was going to say, it's, <laughs> I got a professor of philosophy in the University of California, Aaron Zimmerman. Yeah, you should probably just go with uh, Trayvon Martin. <laughs> Is it the same one? All right, let's check it out. Oh, George Zimmerman. Fuck me. Okay. Yeah. Fatally shot Trayvon Martin, 17-year-old black boy from Sanford, in Sanford, Florida. What did Aaron, what did Zimmerman do? He was accused of stalking a private investigator who was helping with a documentary on the Trayvon Martin shooting. What? Zimmerman eventually pleaded no contest to the stalking charge and got 12 months probation. Most recently, Zimmerman turned his attention to lawsuits. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm on Google now, too. And it's just like, on February 26th, Martin was walking back to his fiance's house from a convenience store. Zimmerman was a neighborhood watch. He saw him, he called the cops, said he was suspicious, and then a few minutes later they got into an altercation and he shot him. But, I mean, because, if you think about it, uh, okay, like, one-off, like, murder. Like, I understand how murder happens, but I don't understand, like, school shootings. And I'm not excusing murder, I'm just saying I see how gun violence and murders happen. Yeah. Things like that. I mean, I guess, like, you have that everywhere. You can't eliminate that. But school shootings. Yeah. I feel like we should be able to stop school shootings. I also don't agree at all that we should arm teachers. I was just about to ask you that. That's the dumbest thing I've heard. Really? Yeah, because the... Okay, now, if a teacher wants to be armed, that's fine. I'm I'm not trying to stop that. But what I'm saying is, is if you're librarian doesn't want a gun don't give her one like don't so that'd be her doesn't it well it's always a female librarian i'm not i'm you're not wrong yeah you're right i just (laughs) i'm with you i was like yeah i saw i saw a woman too the second library assumption i'm sorry for gender bias but it's (laughs) but like the it's just a hot librarian fantasy is what it is exactly i I immediately went to just hot teacher that's yeah. what I went to yeah I mean I can I can envision a male teacher but not a male librarian <laughs> it's just you know yeah. because also that yeah. that job just at this point in all the technology oh my god what a useless job right like I know what a Dewey Decimal System thanks asshole yeah, yeah I know what Google is it exactly. told me exactly Google. what I need to know yeah there's like ebooks but the idea of just arming teachers and then just letting them like handle it on their own, I'm like, okay, we give guns to military and police and then give them training. We're talking about a group who's going to school to educate second graders, and it's like, hey, you passed statistics. Great job. Here's your bachelor's degree. And uh, we decided to go with High Point because we're in kind of a low... 
Uh, rough, yeah. <laughs> rough area. We couldn't afford the Glocks. Yeah. That's, uh, um, so this this is probably going to jam a few times. Yeah, holes are holes. Exactly. Know. But whatever. But like, then you're giving a teacher a gun. So if a teacher wants to bring a gun to protect themselves from even the students or active shooters, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. Hmm. But to just say like we should arm all teachers. No. What what I feel like is the solution. And it's such a crappy solution is, is like, yeah, you like really need to lock the schools down like a prison and nobody goes in or out and have mm. like a real security force protecting the schools. Please. I can barely afford the chalk, mm-hmm. the chalkboards, let alone a fucking full on security detail like that. Exactly. Well, and it's also, I don't, I don't think that arming teachers is a bad idea. Mm. I don't know about forcing them. You got a point. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but like. If the 21-year-old kid in that fucking Applebee's can have a gun, why the fuck can't a teacher to protect yeah. the students? Yeah, I just wouldn't want to rely on it and be like, that's the expectation of a teacher is to teach me uh, math, science, and defend my child. Mm. Like, For a lot of kids, teachers are not only role model, but like almost parental figures, sometimes better yeah. than their actual parents, you know? Yeah. So maybe that wouldn't be a bad idea. But I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what though. If I was a teacher and there was gunshots, if you think that I have tried to save your children, <laughs> I would, I would have made a very clear picture that I'm going to bail and leave your kids. <laughs> like that fight or flight is going to kick in, and if Tommy can't keep up, uh, then Tommy's the bait. Yeah. Like should have brought me that apple, motherfucker. Exactly. Like I may send a few of them out that I don't like <laughs> as like a diversion. Yeah, yeah. And just be like, okay, hey Billy, come here. I'm gonna tape your hands, <laughs> and I'm gonna have you run out in the hall just screaming as loud as you can. Why? Um, because everybody actually hates you, <laughs> and this is probably for the best. You're just going full on Joker now. Just, it's just like, like <laughs> put him in a doctor's coat and yeah. <laughs> just run, run. I mean, to think of the mindset somebody has to be in to walk into a school and unload just baffles me. Mm-hmm. Especially like in elementary. I mean, like those kids haven't done anything wrong. High school, now oh, those kids suck anyway. Yeah, teenagers suck. Yeah, teenagers the, are dicks. Yeah, but the uh, but like in elementary, like what kind of person does that? Like, which goes back into the when are we going to talk about the mental health issue in the U.S.? But then I'm like, okay, but why is no other country having a mental health issue? Is it really that the U.S. is so trashy and so indoctrinated and corporatized and whatever that? We don't have a grasp on reality. Because, I mean, you got to think about it. Like, you know, like if we blame video games. Okay, well, video games are everywhere else, too. Mm-hmm. It's not like Mortal Kombat is only in the U.S. So, don't blame violent or Call of Duty or anything else. Yeah. That, that's worldwide. So, you can't blame video games for traumatizing and causing these mass shootings. You can't blame the music because music is worldwide. So... Either the government and the media is causing it, our gun laws are causing it, or our ease of access to get into a school is causing it. Like, those are the only three 
root causes I can think of, you know? Specifically schools, then, is mm-hmm. what you're talking about. What about, like, the mosque shootings and church shootings? I mean, that's all just racial. Shootings. Racial. It, it's... Those are people that have completely lost their way. Because if you think about it, like, those are happening worldwide. Like... Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean the... Uh, like, in Israel and stuff, with all the... the Jewish and Arabs and everything like those guys are always blowing each other up or shooting each other. That's true. Like, yeah. Um, you know, so like racially motivated like attacks on churches and buildings like those are happening worldwide. So I don't view that as a. I mean, once again, I'm not saying it's acceptable. I'm just saying. Right. That is happening worldwide, but school shootings specifically are like a U.S. problem. You don't see it happening a lot in other countries or maybe it is and it's just not as well reported and documented as in the u.s mm. but according to statistics it's a u.s problem right i guess that is something that i wouldn't really know because it's not like i google that and it's not like the media would actually portray that you yeah know? so well, I, I guess that's a good point well and it's also the downside of the technology is Google's using algorithms to deliver information that um, you will enjoy, that you will like. Yeah. So if you've done a lot of Google searches on Fox News related articles, like you're going to get Google search results that are going to point a picture different than if I Google stuff that has, you know, pro Biden or whatever. Right. And, you know, then that's what makes it difficult to have a conversation because where every American goes for information is Google. Nobody's going to the library to find, you know, uh, actual statistics, statistics, documents and do research. That's what's funny. If you hear anybody say they did research, like, yeah, you did a Google search. Like that's, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> wouldn't call yourself videos. an expert. Like, I'm currently trying to study tax law. So you're going to get your CPA? No, I went on Google and Googled Indiana tax yeah. law. Which pointed me to some good YouTube videos yeah. and a great TikTok guy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there. It's useful, and it can give you information. But I hate on it, but like... I do the same thing. <laughs> I think everybody does the same thing. We use the term research as a way of saying, because I saw that post recently. They were like, when people say research, they don't, they don't realize that they're not looking into journals and yeah. all kinds of other documents. Like it was a massive post about how just because you watch two YouTube videos did not mean you did any goddamn research, which is fair. Yeah. On the other hand, though, it's like, I did a little bit of research. Better than the nothing that most other people do, so... Give them some credit, and you gotta you gotta wonder what the uh, source of your information is too, which a lot of people do not do. It's actually why I like uh, Adam ruins everything. Oh yeah, because like not only will he tell you statistics and everything, but he'll put the source up. So yeah, if you want to research it. into it, you can go ahead and do that. And I mm-hmm. love that about that show. Yeah. No, I mean, well, and it brings you back to like like what we were taught in high school. Like, hey, you're going to write a paper. You need to cite your sources. You need mm-hmm. to do the research. Like, they made you work for it. And then you get out of high school and you're like, I didn't learn anything. Eh. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you want to use it, you can. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, I agree the, a train leaving Chicago at 90 miles per hour carrying three pies. How many does Tom? Yeah. Like some of that stuff gets a little annoying versus it would have been nice if, if somebody taught me about how to fill out a tax paper. Yeah. Cause I remember when I was 16 and I just went in and it was like exemptions. I was like, yeah, I put seven <laughs> because yeah. it was my favorite number. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, that's what I want to put. And then I got my first paycheck, and my mom was like, what did you do? And I was like, yeah, I put seven. She's like, go change that immediately. Right. You have to have dependents and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm 40 years old, and I just use TurboTax. At least you did it right. Dude, I went through two tax seasons Mm -hmm. with three dependents. And got, I, I didn't, for yeah. two years, I didn't understand why people were excited about taxes because I was always getting charged. Like, yeah. fucking, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I would have really appreciated, and you know what? Maybe the schools did have that class and I didn't pay attention. Uh, like, I really got to, if I look back, I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they did try to teach us stuff. No, they didn't try to teach us that shit. Yeah. I do remember them but, trying to teach us how to write checks. Yeah. I remember that very clearly, but. Yeah, it really came in handy. Now. Yeah, yeah. Well, the same thing with fucking cursive. You know, mm. it's like, that eh, fair. I remember uh, filling out a letter, learning how to fill out letters. I mean, I guess some of the stuff, like, made sense at the time. But now they should probably be teaching, like, financial advice, how, you know, taxes, certain things. Because um, it's, it's so crazy uh, also how the education system works. Somehow at school they made sure to teach me euchre. But they didn't teach me that I shouldn't get a credit card and charge everything to it. (laughs) And that is the biggest problem with, I feel like, America is as soon as you're, like, 18, 19, 20, wherever, when you move out, you immediately, like, grew up seeing what your parents have. And then you're like, okay, I need all that stuff right now. You don't realize that it took your parents 20 years to acquire Mm -hmm. All that. So then everybody goes and tries to buy 20 years of stuff in their first year, and they're in debt. And then the same thing with, okay, now you're 18, you can't buy alcohol, you can't buy tobacco, but you can go and take out $450,000 in student loan debt for your art degree. It's amazing how the government will let you do that to yourself. Yeah. Like... Robbing your future self. Yeah. And like... And the, the, what fucked me up the most was that you can't declare bankruptcy on it. Mm-hmm. I found that out recently. I was like, you you have to fuck it. There's nothing you can do about student loan. I'm like, nope, you got to fucking pay it. They were like, fuck you. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That shit is insane to me. Well, and that's what... That, that's why I said I feel like there's only three root causes for um, why American has school shootings. And that is... The, the first one is that it's easy to get into our schools to shoot them. Okay. Our gun laws, because they are more relaxed than a lot of other nations. Okay. And the other one is is the fact that the way our government and media covers everything, the way we are treated as people, because I feel like there is an aspect of that that there is truth, because there's something wrong with our government Hmm. like some okay when you look at from a uh, global side somehow other countries were able to go up to people and say hey we need you to wear masks 
because it's to save people's lives. And they just complied. I'm like, yeah, we believe our government. Uh-huh. We trust our government. We're good. And then you come to the U.S. and we're like, hey, we need you to wear a mask. No. <laughs> you trying to take that's, away my rights? That's an inconvenience to my rights. Right. It's, a, it's in the Constitution. Right. Like, no, I mean, I did not enjoy wearing masks. And that's not the main topic. But when you look at how people reacted to an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. So there's, I mean, but that's how Americans are, is we have always been a defiant, you know? <laughs> like, that's why that's we, how we left. started. Yeah. Like, so there's something inherently, like, no in us, you know? So, and, and, and that's why we have such a hard time getting a gun law, because we're all like, no. So we're constantly angsty teenagers. I feel is like. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're also a new country. Yeah. Like, I mean, in the in the grand scheme of the world, you know, like... We really would be like teenagers. Like, yeah. We, yeah. We're just barely coming along. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, one of the things my mom always said. She was like, well, you gotta remember, we're still very new. We're not mm-hmm. even 200 years old. Well, we were. Yeah. We are now, but it's like... I mean, how long did Rome last? 500 <laughs> years? I mean, how yeah. long has China been around? You know, like, fucking... They see us as pretty much fucking bratty children, and that's exactly what we act mm-hmm. like. So I can't really blame them for thinking uh-huh. that. But I mean, like when you look at the fact that if you have a heart attack, you're gonna go in debt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you get sick at all, you're fucked. Yeah. If you want to go to college, you have to go into debt. Mm-hmm. Like if you want the Kardashian lifestyle that is sold to you on a daily basis you gotta go in debt so that's what I mean by like the American culture, the government, the media like there's something different about us that maybe then causes a certain part of the brain to snap and be like well time to go get, go kill kids hmm. That that isn't in the rest of the world I mean okay like in China it's a dictatorship. You don't have the option. Like, the military will kill you and your entire family yeah. if you mess around. So everybody falls in line. Nobody listens to the government because they believe the government. They're just afraid of the government. Right. And then you have other areas like the more like like in Europe, the government is more trusted. It's more for the people because you have like free health care, free school. Right. Um, yeah. You know this and that, and it, you know that's that's horrible socialism. You know, <laughs> like you know, yeah. and then if you because also like if you use oh, what is it? I think it's uh, Switzerland. They have a relatively high amount of people that own guns, but then like an extremely low like murder rate. And then it's like okay, why don't they have as much stuff, as many problems as we do? But then when you also go on the happiness scale, like, they're all happy, too. Yeah. Like, everybody makes really good money. The weather's really nice and beautiful. The people are beautiful. Like, free school, free health care, like... Less prisons. Like yeah. Prisons less prisons. Less, less... No, their yeah. no, they're prisons are dope. Like, yeah. their prisons are basically college dorms. It's like, god damn. Yeah, and, and so I feel like when you come to America... We, we advertise this uh, chance, you know, the American dream. The American dream's dead. 
Oh, like, no, it's not. The American dream is very much alive. And if you want it, you can achieve. It's just what you've got to do to get it. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to do. Because that yeah. means a lot of cutthroating and a lot of fucking sacrificing and a lot of giving of yourself up just for the pursuit of happiness. And I don't know. I would struggle because... Oh, okay. Like, could somebody make it to the middle class? Like, let's say some family from the Philippines come here and make it to the middle class. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But do they become the next, like, CEO? I mean, there are stories and, and things like that, these one-offs. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it used to be. Like, where is the middle class now? There's this huge gap between the top and the bottom. Especially now. Yeah. Exactly. What is it? Uh, but that is play, that's playing into the shit you were just talking about, where, like, mm-hmm. everybody's looking at the what took you 20 years to get kind of thing mm-hmm. can the filipino family make it sure they can they can get up to the top it might take a couple generations that it's actually uh one of the things that i really loved about Ramy. he was uh this dude from cameroon <laughs> africa and i always asked him and actually roses too johnny roses was always talking about that the difference between uh, americans and non-americans is that like non-americans don't see they they don't see the lottery as the lottery we see it as. Like, that fucked me up. When, when, when Ramey told me that the lottery for Africa is, congratulations, you won the lottery, we're going to send you to America to work. That fucked me up. And people were excited about that. Like, that's how bad they got it, but that's how good we got it. Mm-hmm. Like, people's lottery is, for their lives, is our fucking daily grind that we hate. Mm-hmm. That is insane to me. That's just how good we got it. Yeah. So, is it bad? No, clearly not. I mean, people are fucking winning the lottery to get here. But but the one thing that they both uh, really, uh, really stuck in my head was that they see... <laughs> Like a business. Like Raymond was very specific about this. He's like, the thing that, uh, he's like, I don't understand is how somebody can have a business like a gas station and they'll just sell it. He's like, why would you do that? That is passive income that you're always going to have a job. You're always going to work and you're always going to have money. I was like, well, you know, you'd sell it for the money. He's like, yeah, but that's it. Now your next generation is screwed. How are they going to do anything? He's like, most people that come from different countries They'll get the business and they'll just start running it because they know it's for the family, not just for them. Mm-hmm. He's like, a lot of people in America are just really selfish and thinking, like, just for the moment. And I'm like, that's actually a really good point. Like, mm-hmm. like just even selling a house. Like, uh, my mom did that recently and I've really been kicking myself because we've had that house for like 20 years and we finally just sold it because there was a lot we needed to do and nobody really wanted to do it. But it was a mistake because, like, I mean, I should have taken that house. And yeah, I would have had to drive to work. And I'm kind of glad I don't now with fucking $5.25 mm-hmm. a gallon. But it still would have been good because even then I could have rented it out and yeah. just had passive income. But by the time we figured that out, it was way too late. Like, uh, we, yeah. we we dropped the ball on that real hard. Yeah. But Well, because, well, I mean, also, like, even if you make don't make that much money, eventually you'll actually be a millionaire. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you just make you know, 50,000 a year, every year, like eventually you'll hit a million. And if you don't, the next generation will. So if we took a more generational approach, like four or five generations from now, you could build a lot of wealth. Yeah. If you kept 
everything and people thought like that. But like you said, it's we're a right now. Yeah, and we always have been when I really think about it. But if if we applied some Tywin Lannister or mm-hmm. honestly China mentality, because that was one thing that fucked me up. When they were talking about Joe Rogan. The chick was like, "What people don't understand is that in China you're working for the glory of the Chinese Republic. You're not working for yourself, mm-hmm. and that will propel you to go longer of dealing with shit just because you're doing it for the next generation, and you know the next generation." is going to have to do it for their next generation and this is going to have to go that way until China is number one. And I was like, huh. I guess we could try to adopt that mentality, but man, I don't know. That's, uh, we already hate on teenagers, you know, <laughs> for fucking no reason for yeah. being teenagers, you know. Yeah. But it's not a bad idea. It's really not. I, I it, But it also, it's just like communism, right? Like, it makes sense on paper, but... Mm-hmm. The actual application of it is a little fucked up. Yeah. Well, I mean, same thing. Like, capitalism is probably the best system, but what you have is the government failing to, like, stop monopolies and things like that. Like, there's eight families, I think, that own, like, 90% of the world's wealth. Oh, yeah. And... But it's fucked up because they're like, well, we don't own that one thing. We own everything else, but we yeah. don't own that one thing. So that's yeah. not a monopoly. So yeah. what, we need more trust busters, you think? Or can uh, we bring back I mean, some Teddy like, Roosevelt shit? I don't know. I just look at like the fact that Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk is on pace to be the world's first trillionaire. Mm-hmm. And we still have homelessness. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened to trickle-down economics? Oh, that's right. Like tax laws were changed mm. you know and like I agree somebody who puts their money and time in you know needs to be able to you know have a really good life like they risked it all but at the same time like how much is too much and you know like Jeff Bezos arguing about paying the Amazon workers $15 an hour dude you took a random trip to space <laughs> you had enough money to yeah. just tag along and go to space. You made it look like a dick on purpose, like you did yeah, that. Like, exactly. You know? And it's like, look, man, your employees just want enough money that they can take a trip to Florida. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you went to space, you won capitalism. <laughs> like, invest the money in the people. You know, and I mean, like with people like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. Bill Gates, all that money. Like, I don't want to tell them what they can do or how much they can make. But it's also, and it's probably also not fair to expect them to fix the homelessness problem because that's probably what our government was supposed to be doing with our tax dollars. Yeah, that's fair. But to, uh, you know, try to help make a difference somehow or, or... investing more in their employees to help propel their employees into a better lifestyle, you know, versus just them. Yeah, it's still too inward thinking. Yeah. I mean, not just employees. If you got that much life-changing money, you could probably change the world, which you already have. And you could argue that they already have. Like, yeah. I, I feel like they've already done their duty in terms of making 
package delivery super easy or a amazing computer system mm-hmm. or a fucking brand new car like they've done their part for humanity so i guess they don't really owe us anything they never no. really owed us anything to begin with no so i i get it i uh didn't do any research on this because i just saw a post one time so mm-hmm. i don't even know if this is fucking true <laughs> but i did see that apparently back in rome only the top 10% wealthiest people paid taxes. And when you did, it was seen as an honor. Like, you were so rich that you could help your government. And you were proud of that. And nobody else got had to pay taxes. Like, And if you, if you weren't the top 10% wealthiest person in Rome, then you didn't have to pay taxes. Mm. But they still had homeless problems. They still mm. had fucking Roman soldiers that went to war and then came back and were homeless. You know, like... Yeah. So it's an ongoing problem, and I think we as a people are looking at it now. Like, what can we do? And it's like it's like it's a brand new thing. Mm. Like, like you were talking about genocides, racial genocide's been around since the beginning of time, and we're looking at it now in America. Like, well, how do we stop? It? Well, how have we been able to stop it this entire yeah. time? We we haven't. So, but. Just because we haven't been able to doesn't mean we can't. Yeah, I think we're in a different type of uh, we're in an interesting time in history because there's a lot of firsts going on. We've never been more connected. We've never had this much freedom, or we've never had so many amenities as a people, or so just we we got a lot in this generation. Not just this generation, just this uh, this year of our Lord, I suppose. Like it's 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 fascinating and it's inspiring, and I don't blame us for thinking we can make a difference because I think we can. We just gotta figure out how to do that first. That's a monumental task. It really is. Oh, and maybe it's maybe it's just because we are so pampered now that we can actually start to look at problems. Yeah. Because I mean, if you go back to the 1800s, I'm trying not to die of dysentery. Yeah. That's true. I'm trying not to die of like rattlesnake bites and not having running water and getting shot and yeah, like all these problems. So now you fast forward to like how easy we have it, and it's like so instead of me worrying about having to cross the Colorado River, I have to worry about like you know my Wi-Fi signal. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so the inconveniences are so little, now I start to think about stuff like, oh, man, when are we going to do something about homelessness? When are we going to do something for, you know, veterans and all this stuff, like, that's not great about the country or whatever? That's a very good point. It is. It has only been, like, a hundred years that we didn't have to worry about wolves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so so for that, in terms of that, like, we're doing really well. You know what I mean? Like, Like, do you really think, like, a hundred years ago, anybody cared about the planet? No. Like, do you think there was vegans a hundred years ago? We we produce so much food, you can now argue what you want to eat. You know what I mean? Like, I get to have an opinion on what I put into my body versus before... When you were tracking like a deer 300 miles across the plains so you could feed your family. Yeah. And then three of your previous children had died. And you had to hope it wasn't diseased when you caught it. Exactly. Now it's like, um, is this organic? I need gluten-free. So, I mean, maybe it's 
you know, like school shootings. I don't know, but that also seems new. Like, I can't imagine people <laughs> in the 1800s uploading. Like, how did that become? And then maybe it's the media because you can get famous from it. And that's why people do it. But then oh, I, I don't yeah. actually think anybody who commits the school shooting ever gets any fame. Just the city. Like, I don't know who killed, like, what the shooter's names were in Columbine. Yeah. But I know Columbine. Yeah. I don't know who the shooter was at Virginia Tech. I don't know who, what the shooter's name was at the Batman Theater. I yeah. don't know the, sh- the shooter's name at the Uvalde, Texas. But I know these podunk towns, Sandy Hook. Yeah. You know, and it's like it puts the city on the map, but n- not the person. So I don't know why they're like. And maybe that's just me and everybody else is like, you know, able to spit off their names and be like, yeah, they're infamous, you know, or whatever. But Are they? I, I don't know. Like, Are they more infamous than Arnold Schwarzenegger? No? No. Didn't think so. No. Okay, so. It's hard, hard to beat Arnie. Exactly. <laughs> and shooting up kids ain't going to do it. No. But I mean, it's also one of those things where it's like. I've always I've always believed that if you can't understand something, then just be thankful. Like, if you can't understand why somebody would, like, just kill themselves due to depression, mm-hmm. then just be thankful. Like, I know it's very, uh, probably immature and, uh, ill-informed and probably ridiculous reaction to it, but a lot of people, some people, when they hear of, like, I'm suicidal, they're just like, get over it, you fucking nerd. <laughs> they just get hyper-aggressive about it, or, uh, they, they become very, uh what's called desensitized to it yeah. i guess because like everybody's sad like get the fuck over it you know <laughs> but when somebody so when somebody's like i'm gonna kill myself there's some people that are like just do it then but being a pussy and do it i didn't think so motherfucker you know because a lot of people are bluffing when they say that. they're just some people when they do it they are just yeah. doing a cry for help and they don't know how to do the cry for help so that's how they do it but I've always thought that if you can't understand something like that, something atrocity like that, then just be thankful. If you've never been so depressed that you could not see a light at the end of the tunnel and that a donut looks like, or a bullet looks like a Krispy Kreme donut, then just be thankful that you never experienced that kind of pain. But the problem with that is you kind of need to know so that way we can learn how to fix it. Yeah. So. When it comes to, I, I don't know, what would inspire you to think that, hey, I'm just going to take out some fucking nine-year-olds. That makes sense. S- why? I don't know. And I honestly don't care. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, fucking... Yeah, you're not really going to be able to justify it to me. No. It, you're not. Like, however it is. I I, I, I implore you to try. Mm-hmm. So I could at least try to talk you down and maybe yeah. point out some things that you didn't think about. But no, I'd implore you to try. I would implore you to try so that way I could say I could present to you a 24 slide PowerPoint on why you're wrong. Why you're wrong is shit. Yeah. But yeah, I know you mock the mental health part of it, but like that's clearly part of it. Yeah. No, I mean, and I don't think we can find just some blanket answer to it. Although it is happening a lot more recently. I'd like to blame the pandemic, but Columbine happened in the 90s, so it's like, well... Yeah, well, that's when Manson got blamed. 
but that was also clear motivation. They were getting picked on, and they kind of broke mentally. And then Sandy Hook happened in 2012, I want to say. No. 2012, 2013 or so. And that was still... And then it just started kicking off from there. Like, fucking... It's been, like, at least one a year since then. Yeah. I mean, you can blame the gun laws. I don't think so, because there was a story recently about a dude that had a samurai sword and just started whacking people in the middle of the streets. So... Again, it doesn't matter. If there's fucking rocks in the middle of the road, yeah. people are going to pick them up and start beating people to death. Yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, what we have is a people problem. Yeah. People suck. People. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is because the one thing you cannot control is people. Because everybody is different. No one is actually thinking the same. Even if we agree on every single topic, we're still two individuals. Mm-hmm. So there's no... Uh, controlling us. That that's why the uh, the theory that what is it like that humans are actually like like we're like locust designed to destroy everything. Mm-hmm. Like makes so much sense to me because of how uh, destructive we are. Like mm-hmm. and. Joe Rogan put it as bacteria. We are yeah. bacteria. Yeah, I, like, I mean, huh? Yeah, because like when you put it, like when you rank us on the predator scale, and you take away the guns, the knives, and everything, I think we were the equivalent of like pigs. Like we are as dangerous as a pig. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like you put us up against a bear, or a wolf, or anything like that. At the end of the day, on the predator scale. We're like a pig. Because yeah. even cows and horses have like powerful hind legs to, you know, kick and stuff like that. Like in hand to hand combat, we can only defeat a few animals. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? I don't think I could take down a bobcat. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, but. It's kind of apex predator. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. like obviously Connor McGregor is probably going to be able to take you know, one or two notches above me. Yeah, that's fair. But the, uh, but the end of the day, the average human is about as, as Oh, he'd be just as cocky about it too. Oh yeah. Swinging his arms. and that's fucking so cool. Just... <laughs> and like endorsing his whiskey <laughs> the entire time. Well, choking out a yeah. fucking bobcat or goddamn uh-huh. saber tooth tiger or something. Shit. Yeah. And some like Bermuda triangle chokehold <laughs> and then getting up swaggering, swinging the arms and dorsing. What is it? Like the disciples 12 or whatever it proper is. Proper 12. Yeah. I, I have a proper 12. <laughs> Delicious. I, I got 90 million for defeating that bobcat. <laughs> Hope you take down these three wolves. <laughs> yeah. God, that makes me think of the movie, the gray. And I really wish they would have like, let me see Liam Neeson fighting those wolves because like that, like it didn't get a whole lot of critical, it did not get a lot of critical acclaim. And it is like kind of a stupid concept that these wolves are just like tracking down these people, killing them one by one. But then that ending scene where Liam Neeson's just taping like broken bottles to his hands, ready to fight this lead wolf. I'm like, yes, Liam Neeson, take that wolf. For the motherland. I don't know. Do you remember? Do you remember the commercials for Rain of Fire with Matthew the, McConaughey the dragon, yeah. and Christian Bale? Yeah, that was a good movie. And how 
always in the commercial it had Matthew McConaughey jumping off something towards a dragon with an axe and then it would cut to rain of fire and then you finally watch it and he jumps off the tower towards the dragon and it just snaps it in his snaps him in his jaws and flies the fuck away he's dead like yes clearly that would happen why the fuck did I think anything else would happen in that scenario you know maybe it's the same thing with the wolf they're like you know what Clearly, the wolf's gonna win, yeah. so we're just gonna go ahead and cut it off right here. And you can go it, ahead and think yeah, about cause, it, yeah, because it definitely like if they would have showed the reality, it would have been like <laughs> seven, out. seven minutes of Liam rolling <laughs> on the ground as he's torn to pieces, yeah, and just, just kind of like well, seeing his intestines, yeah. Oh, that was like that was not the predator type ending I was looking for. Because I will tell you, like I remember seeing that and thinking, okay, Matthew McConaughey's gonna bring that fucking axe down into the dragon's eye. It's gonna flip out. He's gonna hold on to the axe. It's gonna drag him through the air, and he's just gonna keep chopping at it until it comes down. Or he's gonna fucking fall and maybe try and catch something with it. Nope, snatch the fuck out of the air, dead. <laughs> like why the fuck did I think anything else was gonna happen? Yeah. You know. I feel like that's what happened at the end of the yeah. gray. They were just like, uh, you didn't want to see this. That's so. like the Samuel L. Jackson scene in Deep Blue. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate that scene. Because he just, it was so motivational. And then just, snap. <laughs> and I was like, huh. Well, that, that really changed the dynamic of the movie. Like, immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, was, it was so Oh, good. yeah. Sharks are smart. We yeah. should stop doing this. Okay, yeah. we should we need to think of something else. Oh, that, was, that was a good movie too. Just the uh, and then like the movie Snakes on a Plane. I, I kind of was hoping for the same like midair thing when he was like, "We need to get these snakes off this plane." And then like it would have been cool if a shark would have popped up and just ate him. <laughs> like no, like not a snake, but the same shark. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. With there's sharks now. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> snakes and sharks on a plane. Just one shark too. Never again. It doesn't get brought up again. And just... Shark. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, but. Like as a parent, it's it is really weird thinking about because like they they teach active shooter drills in the school like on a fairly regular basis, and it's it's weird thinking like when I was a kid, it was unsolved mysteries, hard copy, Jean Benet Ramsey. Like I was definitely worried about being kidnapped. Yeah. Because of that. But I wasn't worried about being shot in the school. Yeah. That had no... Now, like, I feel like my kids aren't as worried about being kidnapped as much as they are about being shot. Right. And I'm not sure what's the better fear to have. Well, either... Normally, either one's going to end in the same fucking... (laughs) The same very, very tragic ending, so... This one's quicker, I guess. No, that's a good question. Uh, no. I, mean, I guess, which that, is weird because we were around in high school for Columbine, so it's like that still wasn't really that active of a thought, you know? Yeah, no. I mean, after it happened, it was just like, oh man, those guys must have been like really bullied or <laughs> yeah. really weird. Yeah, because I mean, we also went to school in the '90s. Like, if you made it through school in the 90s, like, you have thick skin or mental issues now. Yeah. Like, there's some deep-seated issues 
Because, and, and the worst part was 90% of it came from your friends. Yeah. Like, the bag tagging. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The, the nipple pier- the nipple pinching. Yeah. And, yeah. To this the, day, my nipples are too sensitive. Like, yeah. Fucking... Oh, the worst part was somebody knock your books out. Yeah. And then it hit the ground, and then you just knew everybody was going to keep cook like kicking that book down the hall. <laughs> and you were just like, ah, I'm not going to chase after it. I'll just wait till like it, they run out of energy and go to class and pick up my destroyed book. Hopefully, Mister Robinson won't be fucking too mad that I'm late again because yeah. somebody kicked my book down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be like, yeah, and, and this was like most of it was orchestrated by your friends. Yeah, like, like, God, who I don't remember. Like, when I got shot in the eye with a rubber band. Oh yeah. Oh my god. And it was always at a sleepover or yeah. a friend's house and everything like that. Yeah. But, you know, there are times when, like, uh, you know, some kids are talking to you and they're like, you know, school's not the same like it used to be when you were a kid. And you could always argue back that, like, yes, it is. It's just a little different. Like, I got bullied, too, and we had to deal with stuff, too. And it's not like... But this generation definitely has something on us you know we could always be like oh we walked fucking walked to school 20 miles in the snow uphill both ways but i don't know i've never been through an active shooter drill as a kid you know and i've never been sent home for a whole school year because of a deadly virus you know been on lockdown because of a bomb threat yeah like i I, we've never really been through anything like that so maybe kids do have it a lot rougher you know what i did see a show called euphoria Mm -hmm. you ever seen this show yeah yeah it i could not make it through season one that shit is horrifying like if that is actually because i i was i was asking uh nicole's kids i was like is it like this in high school seriously and they were like yeah it is exactly like that. I was like, this is terrifying. Like, I was, I felt, I just wanted to hug him. I was like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. I hate it when I'm watching a show and I relate to the side characters. Because in this show, all I could do is relate to the parents. That's yeah. all I could do. Fucking Jules is going out to get fucked by some dude. And he's like, okay, honey, be safe. Have fun. Be careful. It's like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. I'm just the fucking dad. That sucks, man. Now yeah. I really hate this show, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I I really feel like kids way got it way rougher than we ever did. Yeah. Like I remember when cyberbullying came out in the early two thousands, and we all laughed about it. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Just turn the computer off and get fucked. Like, there's what are you talking yeah. about? How is this a problem? But apparently it is, you know. But now it's even worse. Like fucking everybody's got a phone on them, even the thirteen year olds. Yeah. So like, they're gonna get cyberbullied, and you yeah. can't get away from it now. Yeah. You used to be able to just close the laptop, but now it's just like, what, are you going to shut off the world? You can't yeah. anymore. Yeah. Well, and that's what the, uh, at least from the elementary side, I would say they have done a really good job of taming the bullying because, like, I don't know, just talking to my kids, like, I don't know, maybe they're just privileged, but they're like, meh, yeah, well, like, nobody bullies anybody. Everybody's pretty cool. Everybody does their own thing. There's no, like, this guy there is getting ready to go to high school, and she's like, yeah, there's some weird kids that are like, they're like cat warriors or something. I don't know. There's some book called, like, Cat Warriors, and they pretend Whoa. to be cats. 
They like oh, meow and hiss at you. Awesome. Yeah, it's. I mean, like I mean, they would have been destroyed in our age. Yeah, but I could have been a cat warrior. Oh. oh. Yeah, that would have altered our friendship. For I sure. was. <laughs> like the minute you ever like me out at me, I've been like, yeah. I was already jealous of the goth kids. I'd have uh, fucking. I don't man. I'd have hid that from you as hard as oh, I could. Yeah. <laughs> Came over and found a litter box and then never cat. <laughs> like, what? Did you just crap in that? I legitimately hope that's how far it goes with these cat warriors. Uh, well, okay. I heard... I'm, okay, this is... I heard from... Uh, through the rumor mill that some of the schools are installing, like, litter boxes for these cat people. Like, furry-type <sighs> kids. But I can't believe that. Because I'm like... Okay, there's no way that we're letting kids, like, identify as cats. But then we also actively support kids identifying as different genders. Yeah. And, like, that seems a little random to let somebody that's, like, 12 years old decide if, like, that they're a girl or a boy. I'm like, they're not even fully developed, like... They haven't finished puberty. Now, if they're 30 years old and or 20 years old and want to think they're a girl or a boy, okay. Like, yeah, maybe. But, I mean, also, I'm not gay. I'm not transgender. I don't know what these people are feeling or what drives them. Yeah, but when you're that young, you also don't know what you're feeling. So yeah. it's like... It, it, I, I, my problem with all that is it's a hard time of... Ex, you're having a hard time accepting things. You know, like... You, you can't change certain things and you should just be okay with that. You're having a problem with accepting. Mm-hmm. And if you have to go through such lengths of, you know, massive plastic surgery and basically DNA reconstruction just so you can feel happy, then you're not looking hard enough at other things that will make you happy. Happiness is about meaning. And if you can't find meaning, then well, then you're not going to be happy. So you have to figure out a way. Who the fuck is Cat Zimmerman? Get the fuck out of here. That is not a thing. Who the fuck's Cat Zimmerman? I want to fucking know now. That's not a thing. I think so. CZ Mustangs. He's a 19 year old horse trainer. Okay, that's fine. Okay, whatever. See, Google algorithms, man. I, I was going to try type Cat People, Cat Warriors. Cat Warriors. And it came up with Cat Zimmerman. You were looking for Zimmerman earlier, right? So, uh,. We got you there. Uh, okay, let's see. We're going to call Cat Warrior High School. Do kids act like cats in high school? <laughs> Come on, Jamie. You can do it. The, the rumor involves students dressing up as cats, meowing, hissing, and requesting litter boxes. The ridiculous notion is just that a rumor. Both high schools have looked into this rumor, and neither campus has seen students behaving in this manner. Well, they didn't see it uh, at the Rogersville Review. They didn't see it there. This was in last year. <laughs> Second hit. Kentucky School District. Students are dressing up and acting like cats. Third hit. No litter boxes for students who identify as cats. Don't fucking care. <laughs> oh. Okay. This is this is from uh, January. It says... Uh, Michigan school superintendent said it's unconscionable. Yeah, he actually had to clarify that unisex restrooms don't have litter boxes. 
As the culture wars around gender identity ramp up, a school superintendent in Michigan found it necessary to make a statement on social media that students who identify as cats won't have to use litter boxes. (laughs) So I hear ridiculous shit like this. Yeah. And I really think it's a 4chan thing. I think people at 4chan got together, they were like, let's just fuck with people and do something weird. (laughs) And then it makes it. Yeah. Oh my god. No, like so yeah, the cat people do exist, but when I heard about the litter box thing I was like, that can't be real. There's no way that schools are putting in litter boxes. But if we go back 10 years ago, could you imagine that there would be such a uprising with transgender? It's just mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, how it changed. Because, like, even gay marriage, the you go back, I mean, okay, maybe it's longer than 10 years ago, but... Like, you go back, and it was, like, Bill Clinton and Hillary in the 90s when they were president, when he was president, and it was, like, I I believe the marriage is between a man and a woman. And, like, that was every Democrat and Republican. It was, like, nope, marriage is man and woman, it's sacred, it's blah, 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 it's... And then it was, like, all right, we're going to let gay people marry. And... Like, that didn't seem to be, like, a trigger. I was like, okay, I mean, all right. Like, that is that didn't seem that weird or out of right. place. Then I remember I met this dude that was a lobbyist. And it was 2017, maybe? 2016? I don't know. And he came and he talked. And he goes, in Washington, there is a big push for men to be able to identify as females and and that means that they can go into the restroom with your daughter and this dude was like talking it up and like just i mean he so one he was like a, a right wing you know okay lobbyist and i mean but this dude was fired up and was like you have no idea what's coming i'm at the steps of washington this is going to be coming and i was like who cares what bathroom transgender people are using? Like, this isn't a big deal. Like, I blew that dude off, and, like, a year later, like, Caitlyn Jenner wins Lady of the Year mm-hmm. or Woman of the Year. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then it just became, like... Never even had a period. Beat all you bitches. The, the only <laughs> trans person I knew about was RuPaul. And yeah. then, like... And then, like, in 2017, 2018, or I, I don't know when it was. Was he actually a transsexual? I have no idea. I just knew I thought, just, I, I thought he was I thought he was just a cross-dresser. I mean, I, I don't know. Eh, maybe. I don't know. I don't, but the only, yeah, the only yeah, person yeah, yeah. I knew like that was RuPaul. Right. And then, like, now... Like, got him everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just, I just... They're winning fucking Olympic sports, and they're... Uh, Beating high school records and well the uh, the one chick the Juno who's now a guy okay yeah what about him well I mean just like like she became transgender shares daughter son is transgender Chaz Chaz yeah. yes and then there's like that show like my name is Jazz like all all this transgender <laughs> stuff just popped up in the last few and yeah it was just it was just weird because like i said that guy was like 
this is coming, this is coming. And, and he's like, um, the way he sounded. I'm sure he very much reminded you of like the end is nigh kind of guy holding yeah. up a sign and, and the end I, is near. And, yeah, and I was just like, "Fuck out of here!" Yeah, exactly. Like nobody is coming to try to identify as a female to use the ladies' bathroom a year later. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I guess there was a story about this dude that like identified as a woman but clearly wasn't a woman and then he got sent to a woman's prison and then got like 30 chicks pregnant or something like that. <laughs> I was like that is genius. That is that is knowing you're pissing dirty and then accidentally dropping the piss cup into the toilet. That is genius, okay? Ah, it slipped. I don't know. We're going to try it again tomorrow, you know. Yeah. Like, but I mean, Jesus Christ, yeah, you're just I mean, using you, that system hard. Yeah, but I mean if you think about it, like you go back to like when we were in high school how many how many gay people did you know? Uh, like, apparently, a few that I had yeah, no idea. Exactly, but nobody came out. And then, how many trans people did you know? None. Like gay people, you had suspicions about, but nobody would ever like admit it. Yeah. You know, because it was such a taboo. Now, like, there's tons of gay people and there's tons of transgender people. Right. And. It's just, I don't know, was it always there and it just became more acceptable? I think or so. Or did, because it became more acceptable, more people are doing it? You know what I mean? Uh, a little bit of both. I think it's always been there and a lot of people are now comfortable being who they are, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And now people that wanted to do that are now going ahead and doing it because it's now more mainstream and that's cool. I think there's also people that don't feel that way but want the attention because, hey, that's getting attention for mm-hmm. those people, so let's do that there. And where you go with it, however you want to go, is fine. It's just don't be so militant about it. The second you start demanding of me that I have to do something, that you say, I have to call you a woman, I have to call you a man, even though you were not born that. Mm-hmm. The only time you have to do that is when the four-year-old girl says you have to call her a princess because she's wearing the tiara. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Call the four-year-old a t- princess because she's wearing a tiara. But the second you decide that you're an adult and that you're going to make me do something that I don't feel like fucking doing, and maybe that's our American mentality. We w- Maybe that's coming back to that. Or we're just a very no type of people. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, I have no issue with, like, if you're a, if you were born a male and your birth name was Jeff and now you want to go by Justine and you're like, hey, I want you to call me Justine. Okay. I'll, I'll make my effort, but also just have the understanding, like, if I use the wrong pronouns or something like that, I, I would like a little bit of grace. Yeah. Not for you to immediately freak out because it's it, it's just visually hard for me to correct myself. It's not my intention to upset you. My intention is to just be respectful and try to do it. But when you start coming with my pronouns or they and them, I want you to know I'm not good enough at the English language <laughs> to stop myself and say, yeah, they would like more potato salad Uh, i'm gonna be like yeah she wants some more potato salad and then if you're like "Uh, i identify as they i'm gonna be like 
Okay, well, they is plural, and it yeah. like you're messing with my ninth grade English. Give yeah. me a break. You clearly, yeah. Like, That's where I'm like, you clearly didn't get a grasp on something that I got a grasp on, which was ninth grade English. So no, but that's what. Like but that's said, not your fault. You see what I'm saying? Like that's not your fault. Now they're yeah. making it your fault because you knew something. It's like that's bullshit. You know? Yeah. Again, you just don't have to be so fucking militant about things. Can you just go ahead and do what you want to do and be who you want to be? This country is goddamn huge. Like mm-hmm. fucking. Just do your thing, and if, if you don't feel comfortable here doing it, go somewhere else. Like, there's plenty of places to go. Yeah. And even if you don't want to, like, again, you're right. Like, you need to give people a grace period, and you need to calm the fuck down. Yeah, you know? ex- exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, because, like I said, there's no ill will. I'm not trying to make any judgment about it or... or I don't know, rant, like piss you off or upset you. It's right. not the intention. It's just, it's you, not in my norm. So it's hard for me to adjust. They're also you know? messing with decades of conditioning. Oh that, yeah. That, that's a really big one. Like you're asking a lot of old dogs to learn new tricks, mm-hmm. you know? And even people that aren't, you know, even people that are 20, they're just like, I couldn't really grasp my, head around yeah. calling them they like uh, I, I think that's fair you know yeah. well and because like as far as gender goes where you can be gender fluid I, i'm still used to there's male female and other so like if you don't identify as a male or a female and like then you just go into the other category and that's just kind of how i chalk it up is i'm like yeah they're they're something like they're they're going through something, they're doing something, they're this or that, like, but, like, if you're a guy and you say, no, I identify as a female, I'll do my best to say she and her, Yeah. but, like, if you really don't look like a female, there's a good chance I'm gonna be like, yeah, man, <laughs> like, and, and just because, like, the, the visual cues sometimes make it hard, like... And, you know, if you get triggered and you're like, did you just assume my gender? Yeah, I did because that's how I grew up. That's how, that's how life works. Yeah. You know, like, I, yeah, I, I like, called it an alligator because it looks like a fucking alligator. Exactly. That's not my fault. Yeah. You know? But if it was actually a crocodile, it's because I haven't spent enough time with aquatic life to diagnose right. the difference between an alligator and a crocodile. My bad. Still apex yeah. predator. Got exactly. it. You know? Oh my god, that's a black bear. Well, that's actually a brown bear, but they can have black fur. Oh my god. Like it's that's what it feels oh my like. Dear Jesus. I'm like. And I'm like, oh, well, um well it's going to eat us. Like I mean not the trans people, but like <laughs> I don't know, the way we're giving them rights like this, you never know. You popular know. <laughs> unlike popular movie culture, trans people are not. They, they get to change my pronouns, they'll be able to change their digestive system and eat me, you know? Like, like the show the strain. <laughs> and I hate being uh I, I hate being that not tolerant. Yeah. I hate being not tolerant enough because it's not fair and mm-hmm. I get that. But it's like, I don't know. It it, 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 co- it goes both ways is what it is. It's a two-way street when it comes to tolerance. Like, you need to be able to tolerate the fact. I'll be tolerant of your whatever you want to do. You need to be tolerant of uh, mistakes. 
that other people make or tolerant of their inability to fucking see you as well you're clearly not you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and i i don't know i i like like you said though like i don't know what it's like to be a female trapped in a male's body i have no idea what that's like i've been called a bitch quite a few times so yeah. maybe i do but i still don't ache over it and i still yeah. don't look for surgeries to make it yeah. A reality it's just like you know sometimes you, you, there are things about you you don't like and you gotta e- either work to change them and just move on or accept it and move on yeah sometimes I mean, I mean that's probably how like like obese people feel i was just describing my ass <laughs> yeah so i was too that, i was that, thinking yeah. about like i so. was like think about things i could change i should go to the gym more. Yeah. i should work out no no, that's effort. I'm just gonna accept it. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just need more people to be accepting. It just comes down to like, like we said, you just have to be tolerant in both ways. That's very important. And I'm sure some people would argue that, you know, as a trans person, I've been tolerant most all of my life. It's time for you. To, I get that. I do. But this goes back to I want it now. We're a country of Veruca salts. <laughs> we really are. I yeah. want it now, Daddy. I want it now. And since we normally get it now, <laughs> yeah. we're used to having it now. Yeah. And I guess that goes with... I don't know. that The trans issue really bothers me because I've worked with people that were trans. And I've met people that were trans. I've talked to people that are trans. And it's just like the overall opinion is the same. And that is... I want this. Yeah. And it turns into, for me, <laughs> get over it. it yeah. That's what sucks about it. Like, if, if you were just, like, casually bringing it up, hey, I'm transitioning into a woman. Oh, right on, man. How's that going? And I'm still probably going to call you man. Yeah. Not on purpose, not out of spite. And I think that's the difference. You were right. A lot of the times, we'll do something out of habit. Yeah. Like, I call women dude. All the time. Yeah. I'm sure some of them hate it. I, I call people kid that are older than me. Like, that's just how yeah. some people are, you know? And then if you're going to get up in arms about something like that, I'll pull back a little. My bad. Okay, I yeah. didn't know if it offended you. My bad. Yeah. No, but if you turn like, it into a war, that's when I'll fight back. Right? Yeah. Now, sometimes, like, if I'm talking, I'll be like, what's up, girl? Hey, girl. No, girl, you crazy. Like, yep. I'll say that, and it's like, I'm well aware you're a 40 year old established woman with a doctorate. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, but like, like that slang comes out, and I'm like, "Girl, you better do this or that," and it's like, "Oh, my bad." Yeah, and that's just like older guys that use verbiage that I wouldn't because I was taught not to. Right. So like with like if you see an older and he's like, "Well, hey there, darling," like I'm yeah. like I'm like, "Wow, dude." It's 2022. You don't call women darling. Yeah. You know? I don't mean anything by it. Yeah, but it was just, like, some of that is learned, and it's just trying to adapt and unlearn. But the one thing with trans people that I really struggle with is the sports. Yeah. Trans and sports. (laughs) Like, I understand if you're... I understand, and I support if you're just like, hey, I need to be who I am. Yeah. But I want to compete against other women. No. Yeah. 
Then no. you can then you can compete against other women that yeah recently transitioned from a male. So mm-hmm. or just men. Like whatever you were born as. Yeah. Like I, I it's you know the cause now I'm also open if we want to just have an open competition, like like Dave Chappelle said, hey, instead of having an NBA and a WNBA, we'll just have an NBA, and all the best women can come and try and beat it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because like in younger kids' sports, like rec leagues and stuff, they're like they don't break them out into gender. It's just kids yeah so it's boys and girls or whatever and there are times they're like the best player is a girl or the best player is a boy or whatever hmm. but at a certain age i don't know like if michael jordan and uh lisa Loeb, i think i don't know i don't really watch <laughs> WNBA. if the greatest basketball player of all time and the woman that wrote stay Lisa. What else did Lisa Loeb do? <laughs> I don't I'm, know. I'm dude. curious about that. Oh, she did stay. Everybody loves that song. Greatest oh. WNBA. She did I Do too. I remember that. You can't hear it, but mm. I do. Who was it? Lisa Leslie. That's who I was thinking of. So she played for the L.A. Sparks. Mm-hmm. And anyway, she's this tall African-American lady. She played in the WNBA, and I don't know. I just remember her being famous. Right. I can't name a single other player, and nope. I didn't even get her name right. <laughs> I confused her with a 90s pop star. But the uh, like, if you put the two of them together... You know, and I don't even know what position she plays. So, like, she could have been a center, and it doesn't even make sense that she's going against Jordan. Yeah. But the, uh, I, I don't know, find the best WNBA player and Kobe, Grant, like, just different positions, Iverson, whatever, Shaq. Build a team and just men versus women. There's a good chance that the men will win. Yeah. You know? Even Venus and Serena Williams admitted that, like, they're, like, seventh or eighth compared to the best fucking male players, you know? Yeah. Now, now there are other sports that I would say, like, the men, you know, are going to uh, perform less well in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's fine. Because at the end of the day, the men, male and women, like, our bodies, everything about us is built differently. Like, you can go on TikTok and find, like, these challenges where, like, all right, you put a broom behind your back and your elbows and you're supposed to, like, stand up. And, like, women can do it and men can't, like, most of the time. Mm -hmm. But it's usually about the body size and structure and things like that. So, typically, for me, like, women are going to be better, at least the majority are going to be better at certain things than men. And men will be better at other things. Just depending on the size structure. There's always going to be one-offs. You're, you're, I mean, there's going to be some female arm wrestler that is better than 90% of the men who are not going to the gym. You, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? You're, you're always yeah. going to have these one-offs and things like that. But the, uh, but as, as far as a majority, to think that like, like that transgender weightlifter, that transgender swimmer, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I'm so surprised they won. Well, they work their balls off to get there. <laughs> exactly, like that <laughs> phrase. It's so true. It's so true. Because 
<laughs> you know, I mean, South Park did it best with the whole MMA. Oh my god, it was so good. Oh, I can't believe you, Valentine. <laughs> I've been transitioning for the last two weeks. <laughs> and just it's what I think of every time. It is because it's so South ridiculous. Park nailed it. Like they always nail it. That's so perfect. It, it, and for me, it was when he was like fucking throwing the tires across the fucking, <laughs> just like flipping it in like record time. God, it's fucking cracking yeah. me up. And it's it's also like Bruce Jenner's been a woman for three years and already won Women of the Year. Right. My wife's been a woman for 38 years and never won it. Like, right. What a slap in the face to women. Never the, even had a period. Beat all you bitches. <laughs> Every bitch in Detroit. <laughs> because, like, what did she actually do for women? Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's... That's such a... Publicity, stunt, media, LBGQT. Pull that closer. It's such a stunt. Just to... Yeah. She's not Lady of the Year. There's a real woman. uh, Sorry if that's offensive, but... (laughs) There is a real woman who probably did more that year for women than Caitlyn Jenner. Hell, Kylie Jenner could have been Woman of the Year. She's She's like a billionaire. But yeah, trans people in sports, it's such a... Especially, like I said, from the males to the female, like sports, and how they're claiming all the records, and it it just takes away the in in my opinion the integrity. Mm-hmm. Like if you were born a man and identify as a woman, then then just compete against the other men. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's fine that you identify as a woman, but whatever you were born as biologically, DNA wise. That's who you have to compete against. If you want to compete, then compete. Yeah. But if you just want to identify and be, then identify and be. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to start like putting money and investments and records and you're wanting to compete, then like that needs to be fair. Because for me, it's no different. Because, because if we're going to allow men into women's sports, then you might as well allow PEDs in the men's sports to just dope us up even more. Yeah. Like now that, now that competition I'm open to, <laughs> like you want to see who can inject the most growth hormone and uh-huh. like hit the longest home run. Oh, absolutely. Give Barry bonds and Martin Guire and all them dopers back. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but I guess if it's gonna, if this, if, if the participation is going to change, then perhaps the system needs to change too. So maybe there needs to be a sport that is balanced and all inclusive in each gender. So that way, like bowling. Okay, yeah, I guess bowling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it? I don't know. I mean, we're we're also going against. They're bucking up against a system that's been going on for years, and it's just they're in their infancy and they're wanting equalness. It's just like, and you know what? I know how bad that sounds coming from a black dude that has civil rights for the past thirty years. Like I get it. I do. I really do. But. I I know it sounds hypocritical as fuck. It's just like, come on, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm well, sure there were fucking white dudes in the '50s that were like, I can't believe these niggers are trying to fucking be just like what we are. And clearly, they're not. You know, like I'm yeah. sure in 20 years I'll hear this and be like, oh boy, that's bad. I I just I don't know. I think it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like when I talk about like Caitlyn Jenner winning Woman of the Year. I'm like, when you look at women and how they've had to, you know, like fight for equal rights and mm-hmm. uh, j- just like other minorities, like that's a real struggle 
And, you know, maybe it is the same for trans people. I just don't recognize it, you know. That's always my fear, honestly. It's like, I can't see something that my, my, uh, my Bias. blood has been my blood's been fighting for for decades, you know. Yeah. Like maybe since I got it, I'm just that entitled and spoiled, possibly. Yeah, sure, I could see yeah, that. Yeah, but I also I'm I'm pretty confident I can go to my grave with the uh, the thought that you can't be born a male and compete in women's sports and be okay with it. Like, yeah, now. Like I said, if you want to uh, just put all competitors in the same and say, okay, who is the top tennis player in the world? Whether it's Venus, Serena, or Andrew Agassi, that's the only male guy I know. Yeah, that's fair. So, Mr. Agassi, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know if it's a female or a male, but there's a sport where I feel like it's a level playing field. Um, bowling. It's a level playing field. Is it, though? Because there's, like, uh, less weighted balls for women, isn't there? That's a choice. I could use this. I use a small ball. I use, like, a seven-pound just chuck that thing. <laughs> like, Fair. like, you have other dudes that'll go grab a 16-pound ball, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go grab a seven-pound, barely get my fingers in it, and then just throw it like a baseball. But but I guess that's the difference, because, like, at a certain point, women can't take the 16-pound ball. Yeah, I mean, some can. So, what, like, math? Mathematics, I guess, yeah, I is something that... I don't know. I guess I just feel like the, um, like... When you're going for physical prowess in any sport, which is what all sports are, then clearly the ones with the most muscle and testosterone are probably going to do better than the ones that aren't. And yeah. I guess that's what's that's why the system's rigged in terms mm-hmm. of it, because it's like, okay, so now we need a new sport then that yeah. can well, highlight everybody's special attributes. I mean, I guess when I really start to think about it, there's no reason to say that the best quarterback couldn't be a woman. It just hasn't came up. Yeah, we just haven't seen it. Yeah. And, like, hockey player, I I think of Wayne Gretzky, but it could be, I don't know any female hockey players. I think all hockey players agree that Wayne Gretzky is the best. Yeah. They bring that up in Letterkenny, like the girls are hockey players, and they're like, we're just as good as the guys, and it's a whole minute-long laugh that the coach does. <laughs> he can't even breathe by the enemy. He's like, you made him glass. <laughs> we'll break you in half. <laughs> like, <laughs> and yeah. indeed they do. Like They fucking wreck mm-hmm. him for a while. Yeah, but I guess when I think about it, like... Even in sports, like, yeah, you could say that males are better or whatever... But, I mean, there could be, like, that's, okay, like, swimming. Even then. Yeah, I mean, like, men are taller and have longer arms or whatever. But there's nothing stopping some woman from beating a man, I guess. Except I, I her know. physiology. I guess, okay, whatever, I don't know. Well, that's, the, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's hard to find a level playing field sport because all sports are based on physical prowess. So it's mm-hmm. like... Okay, so now we got to find a sport that includes everybody where it's balanced and fair. Well, that sounds like a stupid sport. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but okay, because like, even running, Usain Bolt yeah. is the fastest person in the world, to my knowledge. Yeah. Not just fastest man, fastest person. Yeah. So, like, 
running's just running. Yep. So, like, if the fastest person in the world was a female, then that's who holds the record. Yeah. So even if we just take, like, the best three-point shooter, as far as I know, it's Steph Curry. But maybe it was Lisa Leslie, and they should have done a better job marketing that. You know, like as far as I know, yeah, as far as I know, the best quarterback is Tom Brady, at least the one with the most rings and passing yards and statistics and scoreboard. Yeah, everything. So, okay, and I think of the like. I've never, I've never understood hate more than people that hate on Tom Brady. Because mm-hmm. it makes so much sense of how clearly jealous you are. Yeah. Like, it makes so much sense. And I'm not even mad at you for being jealous about it. It's like, yeah, dudes won a lot. I could see you getting sick of it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But I also am of the other side where I'm like, then stop him. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> j- I mean, Tom Brady goes to the NFC South for one year. And takes a team that went barely making the playoffs in the last decade Got to the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl and yeah. wins it. Yeah. Now, for sure, he had talented wide receivers, talented defense, talented coaching, talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Drew Brees was in the NFC South for decades. Matt Ryan in the NFC South for decades. Cam Newton for a decade. They all went once. <laughs> and Breeze was the only one that walked away with it. Right. So, and he didn't want, but Brady showed up. But Brady also puts himself in winning situations. Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers takes, you know, he's like, well, if you want me, you got to pay me. So all the money goes to the QB, and then they trade their star wide receiver to the Raiders to free up more cap space. Right. And then Rodgers is throwing to some dude like, you know, I don't even know who his receivers are. Like <laughs> Randall Cobb. That might be from like 2017. And then, I mean, like they, they did the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. Like, oh, he's the greatest quarterback ever. Well, then you pay him half a billion dollars and you quickly see that when you don't have the money for the rest of the talent, that it doesn't matter that you paid for the Q. If there's 10 other guys on that field with him who need to be at a really good level, too. Right. So if you're paying everybody else league minimum, but you've got a billion-dollar quarterback, like, who's he throwing to? This is retro bowl basics, really. It, it, like, it, I mean, yeah, I play, I play I mean, the game on my phone, and uh, it's pretty simple. You need a wide receiver, yeah. and you need a good running back. and all. Yeah. You need a team. Yeah, exactly. For a team sport. Yeah, exactly. But, like, so for me, Tom Brady doesn't win as much if he wouldn't make good business decisions. Hey, I'm not going to be the top-paid quarterback. You can pay pay me decently, but get me some talent around me. Brady's best statistic where he was the top performer was when he had Randy Moss, one of the greatest wide receivers ever. They lost the Super Bowl that year. That's true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they had Randy Moss. They put up like fifty touchdowns and lost to the Giants. Huh. Yeah, and then, but then when they did win the Super Bowls, it was with like an Adam Vinatieri kick, uh, uh, the Tuck rule, the uh, 
he had defenses or other stuff just went well around him. It wasn't like it was always on him, you know, and that's what you see with a lot of other teams is they put everything on the quarterback for the quarterback's going to win it for him. And I feel like Brady just does it smart, and he's like, hey, pay me $30 million and pay 12, you know, key guys here and there on special teams, whatever, a good chunk and get decent, we'll be okay. And indeed they were. Yeah, and that's why, that's why I feel like Brady's so successful. Plus the dude, like, eats salmon every day and kisses his son on the lips and... Uh, so he's got a pretty strict regimen of doing some weird stuff okay. that when it works it works yeah. yeah that somehow makes it possible for him to win but that's what I respect is the dude is committed mm. to winning like he's there to win there's other players that are there to make as much money as possible mm. and that's it it's not about winning it's about making as much money as possible which also makes sense because most NFL careers are like three years at best. Huh. So, and the thing is, is like, they don't have like a pension plan. Yeah. Like, the, so if you get $3 million for three years, that's what you have to live on from your 22s to your 80. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, in the grand scheme, it's not going to last you long, long, especially when you get your first paycheck and you decide to buy a million-dollar house, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of cars and jewelry mm. and clothing, and, and you got to pay to, like, all these players that have supermodel wives, they're expecting a certain lifestyle, too. <laughs> so you got to pay. And, like, that's one thing that's interesting about NFL players and how their paychecks work. They only get paid for the 16 games. They don't get paid year round. So right. so you show up, so you sign your contract and let's say it's ten or let's just say it's sixteen million. That means every game you play, after the game, you'll get a check for a million dollars. After the season's over, there are no more checks coming. Right. Now if you go to the playoffs, then your contract is usually set up with incentives for whatnot and then there's payout if you get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl stuff like that. Right. But you you're only guaranteed what's in that sixteen games. And even some of those there's like performance incentives or clauses. So you may sign a contract for ten million but only walk away with two million if you didn't meet certain things. Hmm. But yeah, you only get your paycheck after the game. Yeah. And it's the sixteen paychecks. Is that a bad system? I mean, but if you think about it, like, okay, now you're talking millions of dollars, so it's probably easy to, you know, manage financially a little bit more than, but like, uh, I used to get paid once a month. Like, that's a system you got to learn how to budget. (laughs) Because like people that get paid weekly, you can live paycheck to paycheck. Happily. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, ah, I'm going to spend $600 today because I'll get my check Friday. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Like... When I got paid, like, once a month, like, you could tell when payday hit for, like, the salary people, you know, because it was like, oh, everybody's at Texas Roadhouse or Stables or, you know, Black (laughs) Angus, and then you could tell when it was the 28th. Yeah. Because everybody was at Walmart buying bologna and hot dog buns. (laughs) Because 
it, it's just hard to do. Right, so right. when you think about like how NFL players, you're only going to get 16 checks out of 52 weeks. You have to like plan and budget that stuff. And I think that's where most people in the NFL end up broke is because they don't know how to do that. Yeah, it's a hard system to get down for anybody, yeah. honestly. Yeah, like you're going to get 16 paychecks for the whole year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure they're millions of dollars, but, I mean, if you're making league minimum, I think it's like 175 k <laughs> or something like that. So, like, okay. So, 16 so, games? Mm-hmm. The whole season? So, 175? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And when you're doing that, like, I remember Ian was talking about doing arena football. Mm-hmm. And, he said that he got like thirty-two grand for his season, and he's like, "That was just money." And it was like they put us up in room and board for the whole time, mm-hmm. so we didn't have to pay for anything. So that was just basically money. He's like, "I just sent it to my wife." I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow, okay." Wow. Well, I was like, "Why'd you quit?" He's like, "Cause it's fucked up." <laughs> he's like, "I fucked up my knee." I was like, "Oh, wow, yeah." I forget that you are putting your body at massive risk to <laughs> make that money. You know. No such thing as free tits. Like, you're going to pay for something. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so it's basically after taxes, like, 30000 See, that, that is the American dream right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you can be Brady, and you can sacrifice everything to win, mm-hmm. and you will get all the fame, notoriety, and money that you want. Or you can just be the kicker and just yeah. fucking hang out for a fucking 16 games. Yeah. No, that would be the greatest thing ever to be, like, Tom Brady's backup. <laughs> like like you gotta think like like Kyle Trask who got drafted like two years ago I mean I'm sure like he's like I can't wait till he retires and I get on the field but if I was him I'd be like oh my god just keep paying me I show up I hang out I throw a few balls in practice and I bang supermodels <laughs> cause like if he gets hurt and they're like Kyle we need you Oh my God! I haven't read the playbook. Right. I didn't plan on this. I've just been. I've just been trying to freeload. I see a dude like a fur coat on the yeah. field and sunglasses, being sitting up really fast and be like, "What? What? 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 No! Like, <laughs> what do you mean he's hurt? Double. Give him the needle. Give him the needle. I can't. I'm not prepared for this. Yeah. Well, and then, like, when he like he announced his retirement, I was just like, wow, that was, like, not what I expected. Because it was like, I'm going to review if I retire. And then, like, I think it was Adam Schefter, one of the reporters, was like, Brady plans to retire. And, like, it wasn't how, like, Brett Farr or Eli or Peyton Manning or any of those other quarterbacks retire. Where there was, like, a press conference and, like, there's all these tears yeah. It was like some reporter tweets it, Tom Brady's retiring, and then Brady's like, yeah, I am. Yeah. And it was like the most, <laughs> like the greatest quarterback of all time is retiring via Twitter. The most unceremonial Yeah, yeah the most unceremoniously way. And then you find out that he's like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play one more season. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, like, I don't even know that he retired. Like He's the Rolling Stones of it, fucking quarterbacks. It, yeah. Like, oh, my God. There's, there's another topic that I could go without is like KISS final farewell tour. It's like their 30th the farewell third, tour. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like. Still got it. Go for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Can... Well, and it's it's so weird seeing these old bands, yeah. like still touring. Like 
at Ruoff Center, Styx, Loverboy, and somebody else just had a concert, like, on Friday. Mm-hmm. They're, like, 70 years old. Yeah. And then, like, a bunch of 40 and 50-year-olds went to her and were just like, Yeah, Loverboy! Yeah. Roo! Yeah. And, like, I don't want that to be me. <laughs> where I'm, like, 40 or 50 going to a Tool concert to see Mannered. I mean, like, you know, back in the day, Anima was a pretty big hit, you know, like, Lateralis, like, trying to explain to my kids, I'm 46 and 2. Yeah. And I'm like, shedding skin. (laughs) Dad, stop. And I'm like, well, yeah, but like, shadow. Yeah. It just, Teach him. Yeah. I think, I think the, uh. The one for me was seeing Eddie Money do that commercial for Geico when he's yeah. singing Two Tickets to Paradise, and it's yeah. the most depressing thing on the planet. Yeah. But at the same time, like some of them are some of the best falls from grace that I have ever been so thankful to witness. Like, uh, not Neil Young, uh, Vince Neil. Yeah. Oh my God, that is classic. Like that is it yes, him, Axel. Bro- oh my yeah. God. It's right so perfect. Oh, it's, oh yeah. Just like, can't can't hit any of them. It's all can't bubbling. Hit the notes. <laughs> He's so out of breath. You just like it. Just would have been better if they would have just played the CD and had them like yep. along. Yeah, I remember seeing that. And it was the same way with Guns and Roses. Yep. Because like it also sucks that me and Axl Rose look alike now. Yeah. That also kind of welcome to the show. Yeah. We have fun and games. <laughs> Pat Oswald does a great bit, and like you watch it, and he nailed it. It's just like the saddest thing. He runs across the stage, and he's immediately winded. I'm like, oh my god! I remember uh, uh, Dwayne was talking about seeing uh, Def Leppard. This was like two or three years ago. He was like, yeah, went and saw Def Leppard when they were in uh, Indy. I was like, really? How was that? He goes, it's terrible. Just so cool, just so calm. It was like, duh. It was it was yeah. really bad. They're like 105. Like yeah. it was terrible. I was like, wow. Yeah. And I, I, like I said, if you still got it, go for it. At, at a certain point, you're just there for the spectacle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for instance, saliva, hello <coughs> <of> mud, <laughs> and the voice saliva. of Creed, Scott yeah. Stapp, appearing at the mill, January or July 9th or something. Oh, I'm. Seriously thinking about it just yeah. to watch it unfold. I honestly thought about it just because I was like, I don't really give a fuck about Puddle of Mud, but uh, I'll watch them. There's a couple of songs that I like, and I don't really give a fuck about Saliva, but Click Click Boom is the first song I ever had sex to, so mm-hmm. I'll give them some credit. But I'd be able to beat Traffic like a motherfucker if I left as soon as Scott Sap came out. Oh my god, uh, I'd beat Traffic for days. I'd be like, hell yeah, turn, I'm out. <laughs> Can you take me to the stopline at uh, First Street? Because that's where I'm going, it's, buddy. That's what's so funny about the mill. is like the bands they're getting. The booking agent is clearly somebody we went to high school yeah. with. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know who we should get? Nelly. Yeah. What do, we, what do you think Nelly's up to? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Nothing. Yeah. You know why? Because he hasn't produced an album since 2000. Yeah. Like, Terre Haute Brewing Company is kind of fucking genius because they they know we're the demographic in this town mm-hmm. so they're just going for it like Polly yeah. shore came to town yeah. and fucking trapped came to town and when trap came to town i lost my shit i was like why are the headstrong people coming like who gives a fuck about this band <laughs> yeah 
but fuck me, you know? Because, like, that... I mean, why wouldn't you go to that? As, so, as somebody that's lived in this town forever and something somewhat cool comes around, you should support it, you know? And yeah. I, But it's hard when you're just a cynical fuck. <laughs> you see all these fucking bands that you knew you loved as an angsty teenager and you, you know you shouldn't give a fuck anymore, you know? Yeah. Like, if Dawson's Creek came to town, I, I'd be like, God damn it. Loud, go away. So good. So good. No, I mean, I, I agree because, like, I remember when the band Smile Empty Soul came out. Yep. And they had the song uh, Bottom of an Empty Bottle. Yep. And, like, the chorus is just, I do it for the drugs. Yep. I do it for the feeling of flying high. I do it for the feeling, or the, I do it for the bottom of the empty bottle. Right. Like, that's the chorus. I remember being that young kid just being like, I do it for the drugs! Yeah, they get it. And I'm like, yeah, because I did drugs at the time. You know what it's like being like almost 40 and just being Mm -hmm. like, I do it for the drugs! (laughs) I gotta take a P-test Monday. Like, I can't can't do any drugs, guys. Like, I got too much to lose. Like, I got a mortgage. Like, I'm not doing drugs. This is a, no. Like. Thanks anyway. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Like. A little bit of a. a little bit of trivia. Did you know it, it changed it? I'm going to prelude this with why it fucked with me. The James Blunt song, You're Beautiful. You know what I'm talking about? That song? Uh, he's like, You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's I mean, as true. soon as you said James Blunt, beautiful, I knew exactly what we were talking mm-hmm. about, but I didn't. I, I felt like I needed to play it off more that I wasn't aware. Like, no, I've never heard that song. It's not like not like I made a mixtape back of it in the early two thousands. What gave you it, didn't gave it to my do, girlfriend though, was give was do the version the real one where he actually cusses and it changes the entire song because what we're used to is uh, she caught my eye as I walked on by and she could say see from my face that I was flying high and I don't know when I'll see her again but the real version is she caught my eye as I walked on by and she could see from my face that I was fucking high. And I don't know when I'll see her again. So then you realize the entire song, which you thought was I met a girl and we could have been lovers and everything and it could have been perfect. Turns out he was just stoned on a bus and saw some hot chick and she knew that he was stoned and they laughed about it. And that's the song. I was like, fucking what? That changes everything about the song. And it's so much better now and not so much bullshit. Like, I thought it was great. Hmm. So I have heard the unedited version. That's what it's about. Yeah. He's just I fucking, mean, he's high on a bus and he thought it was funny. And huh. he made a fucking hit song out of it. But Trap did the same thing. And I didn't know that either because I'd never heard the original version of that. It's not back off, I'll take you on the whole time. It's fuck off, I'll take you on. Headstrong, take on anyone. I was like, that, th- this song's a little cooler now because <laughs> I didn't know that. Because they came hard. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And I didn't know that. I was like, man, maybe I would have seen them at Terre Haute Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. If I, <laughs> if I didn't know that. Well, that's like Mudvayne uh, Determined. Yeah. Like, like, you listen to the radio, Determined, it's like, I am determined. I am determined. But, like, the actual is more like, I'm fucking determined. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. 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 Same, like, like Pantera, the... the Fucking hostile. Yeah. Like the song is really not that good. But the <laughs> but the the atmosphere that it sets with yeah. so much energy and anger and you're like The tone it screams to you is so yeah. worth it. It really is. Yeah. That's what I mean like 
the like Pantera, like just everything about them was just so much, just so metal. Right. And then like you learn about like their history, yeah, and like so. Diamond Daryl, yeah, but like you gotta start somewhere, a, yeah, and b. It, it's the same Phil thing. Showed as, up with heroin and was like, "Hey guys, <laughs> you guys want to be cool?" Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice little guitar you got there, Daryl. But rawr! it's always rough for me with rock music because a lot of it can be and normally is pretty racist. But goddamn, like Pantera, they're yeah. not. They're not like. I guess on record racist, I Mm -hmm. guess that they are supported by a lot of racist people. And that sucks because they've got some of the hardest riffs I've ever heard in my life. And it's so hard to be a rock fan when you know, you shouldn't like it, but God damn, that riff is tasty. I'm broken. Jesus Christ. Like it doesn't matter what you're talking about. That's the best riff. One of the best guitarists I've ever fucking heard. I know. Then you hear songs like "Signs of the Southern Cross." Yeah. You're like, oh, uh, like fuck. South's gonna rise again. Yeah, You're like, just, oh yeah, man, that's a that's a tasty. Am I the only African American here? Okay, got it. <laughs> like, I'm sure. That's like bands like uh, uh, In Living Color and like Seven Dust, yeah. where there's like prominent African uh, animals of leaders. Whether it's like prominent African American, and like you got to figure, like they too went through this struggle oh, yeah, yeah. of like we're going on tour with Pantera, and then like you go on their tour bus and there's just Confederate <laughs> flags everywhere, and they're just like, "What's hey. up, guys? You want to be cool?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> we're here to drink whiskey, and you're just like, "Hey, uh, so." Phil, what's with the shirt with all the sevens on it? Uh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, brother. It's going to be a maze. Oh, Jesus. Mm. All right, whatever, dude. That's that, it looks like a swastika. Nah. It's, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it turned into a maze. Yeah. It's the beginning of it. It's like, yeah, oh, man. Just, just for NOLA. <laughs> New Orleans. I guess the whole point of this is, would you like to go see Puddle of Mud and Salida? Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> the... I would never. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> I I can't even imagine it... how, how angry I would be. No, the minute Josie walks out from saliva, yeah. and it's just like I remember the Saturdays with my stereo uh... blazing. And that rap rock new metal. First of all, you do remember those Saturdays with the stereo blazing. Yes, you I do. do. Stop I it. Do. Yes, you I do. do. I do. It's but... just you, you just need to be reminded of it sometimes. <laughs> maybe not with long black hair and sunglasses, but no. you know, maybe he's changed. You know. You know what would be better is if like is if he came out in like khakis and a polo, <laughs> <laughs> and just did the song, but like with, with a lot less energy. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Like uh, Saturday, I'm going uh do my taxes and uh, probably making the leaves and click boom. <laughs> I have always wondered that, like bands like Mudvayne and Slipknot and just these hard growling bands, like what are they gonna look like when they're sixty and trying to yeah. do this? When well, they yeah, cannot because, hit those. Yeah, know? because like okay, like like a band like Kiss or the Rolling Stones. Like, they were hard for their generation, mm-hmm. but in general, they're not hard. 
you know, it's not that hard for when you're doing it melodically. Yeah, like Mick Jagger is like singing. Yeah, like Corey Taylor on some songs he's he's singing. There's other songs like surfacing. Yeah, like spit it out. Yeah, that's there's some growls, death, and your vocal cords have got to be shot. Yeah, because it's also not like he just does it once a week. Yeah. Like they go on world tours and and nonstop, and they've been around for twenty years. But he's smart enough to like start transitioning into like those acoustic sets he does mm-hmm. and Stone Sour. Like that's a smart move. Mudvayne is the one that I'm very interested mm-hmm. in seeing. Right, how are you going to do not falling down? Like it's going to be, it's going to be like the Alice in Chains unplugged. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's just going to be toned down and not as heavy and that's fine i'm just well, curious to see what's gonna look yeah like i mean look all. like look at stained yeah well still again stained was always singing it's not like he was singing too hard to hit notes or anything mm-hmm. it was always within his range yeah but i mean he had some like growls like, oh yeah i guess so yeah. you know and then like there's some heart like when you go out to their dysfunctional album and shut up yeah. shut up yeah. just that over and over and then you go into their tormented album that was a lot more aggression was that the, was that the one before dysfunctional mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah the one that didn't get like any airplay right. didn't get him famous they don't even acknowledge it in their yeah. discography basically which is a damn no not really yeah, i mean it was just you know b-side stuff but the uh, song yeah yeah but then you listen to aaron lewis now and he's a country singer mm-hmm and he's like, my granddaddy took me out to the woods. <laughs> and I'm like, is this the same guy that wrote Just Go? Yeah. But and it's just like, Just Go! I think that's why I love Country Boy, because he's basically telling you, hey, I know I was a rock star, but they kind of made me do that. This is who I've always been. I know it's unpopular opinion, but... That's why I kind of came to respect Justin Bieber. Because when he put that song Lonely out, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. We've all been hating on you for being an idiot kid, which we all were at one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're probably lonely. Like, I get it, man. I'm like, fucking, yeah. my bad. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you start listening to some other stuff, and it turns out I kind of like fucking. I'm not part, I'm not, I don't want to put this on the record, so I'm not going to say yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it's understood. It's, it's understood. all right. You know, like, yeah. uh, I, I also get my peaches out in Georgia. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I get it. He's yeah. <laughs> It makes me think of the President of the United States with, like, the Peaches song. Yeah. The, uh, me and the kids were sitting in the living room on YouTube, and I was scrolling, and it, I don't know, somehow I came across it, and I was like, <gasps> and I played it, and I was like, gonna move into the country, gonna yeah. eat a lot of peach. And the kids were just like, this is a stupid song, and I'm like, wait for the chorus. Even then. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, put that by man. And the kids just had nothing to do with it. And like, this is stupid. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that, you know, Doja Cat is like such a lyrical genius or a. Uh, how like, dare you? He's like Lizzo. How dare you besmirch Doja Cat and her sexy, sexy lyrical genius? I don't know. I mean, but also, you know what? DeBrat did it first. Not DeBrat, uh, Lil' Kim. Like, uh, Lil' Kim came out and was like, here's my boobs and I'm going to rap about my vagina. 
Yeah, and it was still pretty hot. But, okay, I'm actually glad you brought this up because I've been wanting to ask you this forever. Is there a song that is inherently sexy to you? Like, you listen to it and it turns you on. Not because it's related to a a memory you have. Like, I had sex to this song. Or it's... uh, you heard it at a strip club or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, yeah. specifically, you heard it one time and you thought that was sexy. Like she sounds hot, or the whole song just makes me fucking mm. kind of randy. Is there anything that you can think of off the top of your head that does that? I've got three that I can think of, and I can only think of two right now. Mm. One of them is Doja Cat. Like fucking uh, damn near every song I've ever heard her put out, uh, say so. I was mm-hmm. just like, God damn, she sounds sexy I mean, as fuck. Th- the thing is, is that most of the songs that I can think of, the video. That, that that's important too. You didn't see the video, yeah. just the music from yeah. it. Yeah. See, that's the thing is like what immediately comes to mind is the songs that I've seen the video too, and I'm like, yeah, that's what did it, or the atmosphere that I was in. Yeah. Because, like, the Zane Pillow Talk song, yeah. I had heard it many times before and not associated. And then one time I saw Boots clap. Yeah. And I said, whew. Yeah. And uh, now it's, like, there. And I'm like, it, oh, it this is what the this song. Like, she could have been listening. Like, it could have been, like, Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> like, Ants Marching or Tripping Billies. And I would have been like, whew. Yeah, exactly. I would be like, oh yeah, tripping billies. Yeah, yeah. But December. My, my other one is Lords of Acid, Pussy. Okay. I, I granted when I heard it, I was thirteen, so like anything yeah. turned me on. But like, I, I to this day, like you turn you put that on, and I'm just like, fuck me. Yeah. Uh, what's that one on. song by Peaches? Oh. uh fuck the pain away yeah 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 is that one for you yeah really well i mean she literally says it like she pretty much describes what needs to happen (laughs) you know like she's pretty pretty open and straightforward about it it's not like a hidden message yeah because like uh i mean you you think of like other songs where like marvin Gaye, like let's get it on yeah it's like for the time it was provocative but you really got to listen to lyrics to kind of understand what it's about yeah. uh same thing like i mean there's so many songs that like okay like genuine pony you go back to that one like oh yeah that's a that good one. point yeah. yeah i loved that song i had i was like i was like 24 when i learned that it was about sex yeah because, like, when it first came out, it was just, I, I didn't even know, the, I don't even remember the name was Pony. I just remember, like, Jampony. No, you weren't. You were 16 when you found out. Yeah, I, I was, like, 13 when I found out it was an actual dude. Because, like, mm. when every time I heard it, I thought it was a chick. I was mm. like, oh, that's hot. Right on. So, okay, okay, that's another one. Genuine's Pony. All right. Yeah. I also, I also remember watching the video for it. And I would go get, like, my white dress shirt and put it on. And I had my baggy blue jeans yeah and i'd stand in front of the mirror and try to do the dance move and awesome. like my like like blanket white chest taking uh, my hand up like, like <laughs> he's rubbing his chest right now people. yeah I don't exactly know. Just i really like, wish people could see this it's just fantastic that like because you watch the music video and you know he's like grinding all over stuff and dancing 
And I would try to do those dance moves and mm-hmm. be like, yeah. Like where he takes his hand from his chest and goes all the way down. Fucking an ottoman. Just yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I would try to do that in my room. And I just regret that so much. Like, yeah. But really, the only one I can think of is Peaches. Because I never how saw does, the video for it. How does that it. start? I literally think she just comes in and just says that, like, the entire song. It, it, it's, uh... Fuck, I can't... Yeah, I think you're right, though, yeah. And it's like, I am peaches, you like eating peaches. Mm-mm. No, I'm, it's like, not. It, it's something like, I don't know. No, 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 no. I, 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 want, I want to figure this out. Because <laughs> it really is pretty fucking hot, and I can't remember why. What what is this? It's uh, uh, how does she start it? I'm, I, you know what it is? I'm still thinking of that Lords of Acid pussy song. That's that's this is playing in my head right now. I want to see your pussy. Everybody says it's nice. I'm like, Damn! Am I listening to an ad right now? Oh, I am. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because the video for it is just like the Andy Griffith show. Yep, I remember that, yeah. Nobody made a video for it. Yeah, because I never saw the video. There it is, yeah. I can't believe I forgot about this. (laughs) Yeah. That's because I was... I was much older when I finally saw the video. The the quote-unquote real video of just some chick on a stage? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And she's but, not even in what she thought it was going to be? Yeah. I just remember hearing the song, uh, like, down on the radio, like, somebody had the CD, and it was just like, you know, and I was also young, I don't remember when it came out, and just, like, the context like I never heard anybody just come yeah. out and say something like, like that. Yeah. Like that was unheard of. That was my Lord's of Acid. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just like that because the, I mean, like at my house, like my dad listened to a lot of heavier rock. It was a lot of like Aussie. Yeah. But like Aussie never had a song that really even had any profanity in it. Or boner inducing. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just like crazy. Yeah. Millions of babies. Oh yeah, your dad listened to older Ozzy too. Yeah. My intro to Ozzy was No More Tears. Yeah. That album. Like mm-hmm. I fell in love. I fucking big ups to my sister on that one for buying that. Yeah. I, I stole mean, that quick. Yeah, I mean I mine was like more like Black Sabbath. So like that's how like, I knew Ozzy was Black Sabbath. I think you introduced me to Black Sabbath, actually. Yeah. I don't think I ever gave a fuck until we started hanging yeah, well, out. Just because there were so many, like, just good songs. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, Snowblind, uh, Fairies Wear Boots, Sweet Leaf, Iron Man, which Iron Man and Crazy Train are overplayed. Yeah, that's not their fault. Yeah, it's but really the, not. like, uh... Symptoms of the universe, wheels confusion. Oh my god, tomorrow's dream. Just so many amazing guitar licks, like guitar riffs. Uh, Perry Mason's. Oh yeah, Ozzy. and that's, that's where not Sabbath is it? So no, that was Ozzy. Okay, so then Osmosis album. So then, 
you had Black Sabbath, and there were so many cool guitar licks, but they were like, it was like old-style rock. Yeah. And then... Well, it was old. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, like, The Ultimate Sin, Blizzard of Oz, uh, all those CDs came out, and, like, that was Ozzy, and it was like, a, it had a classic rock feel to it, kind of a little bit more like Sabbath, you know? Yeah. And then I think No More Tears, then Osmosis came out. I don't remember. I don't remember Ooh, the order. I don't know either. That's but I all I remember is the Zach Wild, yeah, change. Yeah. Like the Randy Rhodes. Yeah, he's a guitar legend and everything like else. But Zach Wild invented this like yeah. squeal. Like I, I don't know. So I think it was the No More Tears album. You know what fucked me up was. The Zach Wild band is actually Zach Wild singing. Yeah. Like, really? Like, like that. Like, I get why people will look at me and be like, that's what he sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> I get it now because, like, I heard that and I was like, that's Zach. Because Zach Wild is a tall, scary motherfucker and he's fire it up. What yeah. the f- why does he sound like an old woman? Like, what the yeah. fuck is that? Yeah. I don't know. I saw him playing a Hello worked. Kitty guitar, and yeah. it was harder than that. I was yeah. like, what the it, fuck it, is this? It works. I know, but it's, it's just so weird. I remember seeing an episode of, like, Making the Band or something like that, and, like, these kids went on the Zach Wilde's tour bus, mm-hmm. and they were just in awe of all of this stuff, and one of the dudes put on one of his vests and then put it back, and then he lined them all up and said, who put my fucking vests on? <laughs> And I really thought I was going to watch some dude get beat to death yeah. on MemTV. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, uh, no. But uh, the other one, I just thought, the Donnas, Take It Off. We were in high school around that time. The song Take It Off came out. I'd never seen the video, but just the lyrics themselves were just these crazily, empoweredly sexy women that were like, no, I'm fucking you. So take it off. Uh-huh. Whoa. The, the other one would be Salt and Peppa. Salt and Peppa. Yeah. Like, they had some sexually provocative lyrics. Yeah. And I had seen some of their videos, so I knew what they looked like. It's like, when they would be like, I mean, I don't even remember the lyrics now. But it just stuff like, throw me down and do me from behind. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? TLC's fucking red light special. That's mm-hmm. a. I don't know if I ever saw the video first or just the song first, but I mean, to this day, take a good look at it. Look at it now. Like, mm-hmm. God damn, what the yeah. fuck is happening here? This yeah. is hot. Yeah, but like, I got used to so many music videos that like, I can't think of a whole lot that where I just where I hadn't saw a video, I just heard the song and just thought, well, this is super sexy Mm -hmm. like but i can also say there's a few songs that just immediately caught my attention that i just said oh my god like what did i just hear like uh okay so like we were talking about like perry mason Mm -hmm. that was a song that i just remember do 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 like that keyboard intro and then and just comes in, and I, I just like, oh my god, what yeah. an amazing song! Yeah. And then, I still remember where I was when I heard "Stained Mud Shovel" for the first time. Okay. I remember where I was when I heard "Incubus." Pardon me. 
for the first time because it was like three in the morning. MTV was still playing music videos, well, and Incubus. You're, you're dating yourself here. That was a long yeah, time ago. I know, but Incubus, pardon me, and I had never heard of Incubus before, so I know they had an album before, like a certain shade of green. Right. I'd never heard of them, and that song, like that intro, comes in where they're like, he's using the volume control. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you know, like I've got the TV down volume fairly fairly low because it's you know three in the morning or whatever i still live at home (laughs) and well yeah i mean and if you didn't it'd be illegal and then he just starts singing and i'm like huh turn it up a little bit and then when that chorus comes in he's like and he's like singing the pardon me part of the chorus right i was just like oh my god like this is the greatest song ever power yeah i mean it turned out not to be but well, okay, yeah. Right. But it just hit so hard at the time. Um, Tool. So I remember seeing the Anima album, and somebody had the you know holographic or whatever you want to call it, the case. Yeah, it would be where it was the dude. Right? Yeah. And blowing himself. Yeah. yeah. And I thought this is crazy. And we were in Georgia, and we went to a mall, and I found the Tool Anima CD. And I had my, my Walkman, and I bought the CD, and I put it in. I actually bought two CDs that day, Matchbox 20 and Tool. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. I got I got the same fucking thing. Uh, I remember the weirdest two albums I ever bought together were fucking Dave Matthews Band, Under the Table and Dreaming, <laughs> and Tool. <laughs> I was like, these are two albums I should not be buying together, mm-hmm. but I totally did. Well, 3M was kind of a banger. No, it fucking was not. No, it was not. It's 3M. I still fucking hate in it. You know what? It's not their fault. It's another overplayed thing. It's yeah. not their fault. Yeah. I think it might have been. I remember, no, because I remember when it first came out. I was like, what the fuck is this about? Mm. This is nothing like Push. I'm like, you know, fuck that. Uh, uh, fuck that. I died that song. I just. Yeah. But this actually brings up a really good question. Can you give I, I I'm it's not really fair because I've thought about this before because I've had time to think about it and I've got a few loaded up but what are some of the greatest opening songs for an album that you can think of I'm gonna I'm gonna pre pre uh, jump on you here because I've thought about this uh, one of my favorites probably in the top five of songs just to kick. And I'm by that I mean a song that just kicks in the door and says this is who we are, or this mm-hmm. is the beginning of the album, or just fucking takes you and like okay I'm gonna listen to the rest of this. For me, one of them is uh, "Gasoline" by uh, Seether on Disclaimer Two. Okay, just that that guitar riff. That, that's the only thing yeah. you hear is just. Duh, 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 duh. I'm like, yeah. God damn, what is this about? Yeah. Another one is uh, "Dead and Bloated." Off yeah. of Stone Temple uh, Pilots that was Court. Be mine. Yeah. Like yep. they, it's because, perfect, I mean. Yeah. So I was introduced to Stone Temple Pilots with their uh I don't know if they call it the purple album or the self titled. It's the one with it's like purple. the Yeah, okay. Yeah. And because uh, it doesn't really have a title on it. No, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I yeah, but it's that. got the all the colorful it, it's the one with the Interstate Love Song, yeah, Big yeah. Empty, Superman Silver Gun. But yeah, so that's how I came to know Stone Temple Pilots. Was that was the first album I heard of them? Was like Interstate Love Song, Big Empty, mm-hmm. Meat Plow, 
which also like that song just kicks in because uh, it opens with meat plow. Right. Yeah. And exactly. I'm gonna hit one and three over and over again, <laughs> and it works. And <laughs> so, but then you know, knowing knowing Mitchell, he right. was like, "You don't know about Stone Temple Pilots? Have you heard Core?" I'm like, "Not really." Now I had heard Sex Type Thing, Dead yeah. and Blood. I had heard him on the radio, but it just hadn't connected the pieces. And that's exactly what happens: is we put it on and. I am, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god!" So yeah, oh, like so, when I so, think of, so he's sailing like a rose on somebody's deathbed. That's mm-hmm. cool. Oh, there are drums too. Clack clack. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I, when I think of uh, albums that just kick in and just made me listen to the whole CD, so it's going to be uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Purple, Stone Temple Pilots, Core, Core yeah. then. Uh, it's going to be Tool, uh, Stink Fist. It's going to be Tool, The Grudge. Yeah, it's all The Grudge. Because I remember when I bought the CD, because it was such a, it was a long wait for that album, too. Yep, 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 yep. And it, The Grudge didn't even, I, I wasn't even, like, a huge fan of it. Like, because it really caught me off guard. Because mm-hmm. it was just, like, so militant. It's like, wear the grudge like a crown. Yeah. <laughs> And it was so no, militant. I was like, this sounds nothing like what I was expecting. I'm curious. Like, mm-hmm. it caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, um, the... God, what is it? Uh, I had another album in mind. Okay, so, Osmosis with Perry Mason... Was that the opener to that, mm-hmm. song, that album? Fuck. Yeah. All right. And then... I feel like we can't say all Tool albums. Like, it doesn't matter what no. it is. You know what I mean? Like, your opening song, I'm going to be there for it. Yeah, it was It was that way. But we're biased. We're very biased. Yeah. You know? Well, because you had... Uh, I think you had... Uh, Intolerant on... Uh, Undertow. Undertow. The 10,000 Days... Not so much, and not so much for, uh... What did ten- Oh, yeah, I started with Vicarious, didn't it? Yeah. And it sucked, because, like, it should have started with Jombie. Like, you could yeah. tell. Oh, like, yeah. Vicarious came out on the radio, and they were like, we gotta put this first, because that's the only thing anybody's ever heard. But Jombie definitely should have started that album. Yeah. Like, it was so perfect. Yeah. Uh, so you have the Sentinel Pilots, then... Mm-mm. One of the best ones I'd ever heard, and I never would have seen it coming, was from a dude named Jimmy Seaton. And I asked him that question on the line one time, and he thought about it. And he came back, and he was like, Moon Baby by Godsmack. And I was like, that motherfucker, that is a good one. That's the other album I had in mind before we started talking about, because it was, it was Moon Baby. Yeah. Because I wanted to hear whatever. Yep. Because that was the only song I knew. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it came out. And it opens with, you know, that weird intro. Then, let's take a ride. Yeah. yeah. Like, whoa, what's one. happening? That's a really good one. And then, what's funny, too, is uh, that song Voodoo, mm-hmm. before it became popular, I remember listening to that song, A Boatload, mm-hmm. and being like, oh, this is a cool song. Yeah, I remember And that. then the radio got a hold of it, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. 
Like that destroyed it for me. And the Navy got a hold of the second album before. We oh yeah, had a yeah. Chance, the Navy, you know, the Navy was and prepared. Scorpion King. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Godsmack's second album, it was it wasn't their first song, but their second song. I think it's called Greed. That's how they should have opened the album. Yeah, it I can was, see that. It yeah. was just so much better. Then let's see. Um. Moon Baby. I was just like, what? That is a great fucking start. Uh, honestly, I, it's not hard or anything, but Breathe by uh, Pink Floyd and Dark Side of the mm-hmm. Moon. Like, that's a really good starter. If you can get past the minute of fucking weird shit. Yeah. Once it flows into that acoustic, it's just like, whoa, what's happening right now? I think the first song that you introduce people to is very important. And some bands have done some very good work in terms of that. I had a couple. I can't remember what they are, but that's a. I don't think so. There's oh, Aaron Wilkinson actually brought this up to my attention, and I never really thought about it, but I know you'd appreciate it. Uh, Welcome to the fold. My filter. Oh yeah, that, 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 yeah. Like at the time, take take my picture was the only yeah. popular one. So, and they even said that on a fucking interview one time. They were like, "If all you ever knew was take a picture, you're in for some rude awakenings." Yeah. We start this album not like that at all, and yeah. indeed they don't. They yeah. kick that fucking door in. You think yeah. you're precious? I'm like, God damn. That's a, that's a good one. And the crazy part, that album sucks. <laughs> that album sucks so bad. <laughs> Because there are only like three good songs yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it's true, because so I actually bought the album for the song Hey Man, Nice Shot. Was that on that album? No. No, it wasn't. I was going to say But that that's how I knew album. about Filter. And then I went to buy the album because they had the song Take My Picture. Yeah. So I figured, okay, they did like a pop song, but they have this Hey Man, Nice Shot. Like, Okay, this is a pretty good band, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then they open with Welcome to the Fold. I agree 100%. Just, I mean, they got that B tuning just heavy. Yeah. And I'm like, there we go. So all I have to worry about is one song that's like poppy. Yeah. And then the rest of the songs were just confusing. Like, it was just a <laughs> mixture of techno, weird. Maybe we need maybe we need to give them another chance. Yeah. I don't know. I just wasn't impressed. I haven't heard that album in a very long time. I just remember he brought up Welcome to the Fold, and I was like, I can't even remember how that went. Yeah. And then he showed me. I was like, oh, yeah, this yeah. this kicked in the door. Yeah. The uh, Let's see. Uh, Deftones, their first album. The first song was Bored. That, I remember heard it. Oh, it's good. I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's like 90s new core metal. Just... That's it's when like Chino could scream and squelch and all the in around the fur. It was before around the oh, fur. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pantera, Great Southern Trend Kill. <laughs> like that. I don't know why I didn't see that coming. That album. I don't know why it took me so long to think about it because now I'm just going through bands that I like. Yeah, yeah and thinking yeah. the album. And so the first Pantera album I bought was. The Great Southern Trend Kill. That's such a badass name. So, oh my God. And, I mean, so I remember I remember playing it for the first time, too. So I buy the CD. I come home. 
it's like a Saturday. I put it in, and I mean, my like we would have to clean every Saturday, mm-hmm. but. I had my stereo. I was up in my room with the stereo blazing. And, uh, <laughs> on the goddamn Saturday? Are you sure you don't want to go see him on July? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I remember I put it in, and I had the volume cranked so loud, and I didn't know what to expect. Right. I, I mean, I had not oh, ever man. heard of Pantera. I wasn't familiar. I just knew they were popular. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden... Yeah. that loud scream and then not even a growl it's a yeah. and just so intense and I mean I've got my stereo cranked all the way to like 40 that was the max setting right. and it's just going wild and like I don't even know what to do it's just so crazy yeah and then the lyrics come in and I'm just like oh my god this is so hard and heavy and like and then like I'm immediately hooked and then war nerve yeah, that's a great one to come into. And then I'm like, oh my god, this is the hardest band ever. See, the we have different versions of that, because you heard it on a Saturday. I think you showed it to me on a Saturday, too. And the first time I heard that song, my exact words were, what the fuck is this? Turn this the fuck off. Because mm-hmm. that was way too much. Mm-hmm. Way too... It doesn't matter what time of day. It was just way too much. And oh. I was not ready for that. Yeah, another one was Rage Against the Machine. Evil People Empire. Of the sun. People of the Sun. <laughs> so, what song is popular? Obviously, Bulls on Parade. Yeah. yeah so, Bulls everybody's talking about Bulls on Parade. I buy People of the Sun. And it's like, and I'm like, what is he doing to that guitar? What is that noise? Is that a keyboard? And then it's like, come on, People of the Sun. I'm like, oh my God. Like, what is this rap? And then, and then as soon as that song ends, Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. Like that's, right that, that's what makes albums great is when the first song catches your attention and then the second one just Reels fully like just just commence like that you're there. Like Tool, Anima, Stink Fist, Eulogy. What an amazing lineup. And then H. Oh my God! Like, thank you for showing me your entire discography and vocal ability, man, right. in three songs. In three songs, yes. Yeah, and then you go into like ions or whatever, some random fourth. Yeah. Here's some noises. Yeah, here's some noises. <laughs> Message to Harry Manback, crap. Like, I remember when you fucking you would not let people of the sun go, and it, much like we were talking about a song that's sexy, even though you didn't have mm-hmm. anything associated with it. That is the opposite. You would not let how awesome that song was mm. go, and it just irritated the fuck out of me. So the first time I heard it, I was like, is this what you've been fucking talking about this whole time? Put Bulls on Parade on. I don't want to fucking hear this. Oh, so I, I've now understood the the errors of my ways, because I do enjoy that song now, too. But, uh. man. It just it just goes to show you're right. Atmosphere matters. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Seven Dust Black. I was gonna ask what Seven Dust. What what uh, the, the Home album? What was the first song on that? Home. Okay. I'm home. Leave it to me. Okay. I'm home. And then followed it up with Denial, and then Head Trip. Head Trip. Trauma, trauma with your head. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, when I look back at the lyrics, what I don't know, those are stupid. That what a horrible. Can't stop fucking with my head. Stop fucking with yeah. my head. But just a complete. 
feel like such a traitor when it comes to Seven Dust because that is a band that I actively tried to get into and I should be into. There's a black front man. Fucking fuck yeah. We, we, we made it and I just can't give a fuck about their songs nearly as much as I do other bands. You know what yeah. I mean? I just... Uh, yeah. Total That's, race traitor shit. I'm just yeah, like, so man. Come on, Keone. I think... Uh, I mean, Stained... I was... I, I like I bought Stained, I bought Dysfunctional, and uh, the first song is Suffocate, and that that did it for me. But I was already, I was after Mud Shovel. Like I knew I was on board with Stained from Mud Shovel, but they opened with Suffocate, and I was like, okay, you got me. And then Just Go. Yeah, oh, I still love Just Go. Let's see here. Corn. Uh, which uh, one? Life is Peachy. Twist? Yep. I mean, the album opens just with that. Just all these weird noises. And I'm like, oh, this is good. This is good. Because I bought the Life is Peachy before I bought the uh, uh, their first album. With like Shoots and Ladder and Clown and all that stuff. Right. And that's what's funny is most of the bands that I really like, it, I didn't discover them until their second album. And then I have to go back and learn about their before stuff. Because it was like, it was usually like mid or late 90s when I found a lot of bands. And they had usually came out with something in like 92 or 93. But um, Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. Well, that is a kick in the album, uh, yeah. a kick in the door album song. Yeah, that's a good point. Let's see. I mean, I'm also gonna say Full Devil Jacket. Nobody cares about them. No, but that's not the point. Like, did did UPO kick off their song, their album with Godless? Mm-mm. I do like that song though. Oh, it's a it's a great song. Yeah, but like Full Devil Jacket, they had the the album. Their first song was uh, "Want to Be a Martyr." And it, it's got that... Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, it starts with... It's just... Uh, I mean, you're a guitar guy, so you know what I'm talking about. But it's just open six, open six, open six. Yeah. And it's just like, that slapping type thing. Because I had bought it because I had heard the song Stain. And that one's just like a 3-5 like riff. Yeah. Yeah, something to think about throughout the rest of the uh, next couple of weeks. Some some badass door kickers. How disturbed that? Did did they start off of album with Down with Sickness? Because I, I, that would technically count. I want to say Believe. The, the album Believe. They kicked off with Believe. And I do love that song. Yeah. Liberate. I do like Liberate. Yeah, okay. So for Mudbane, they had several songs. So Silenced, Off the End of All Things to Come. Um, they had, I think it was, yeah, they had Determined. Yeah. <laughs> He's it. <a>, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it was LD50 that had Nothing to Gain. Everything and nothing severed. Death blooms. Under my skin. Death blooms. Yeah. 
Oh, LD50 was such a good album. Yeah, it was. Yeah, those are the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Like I said, I've been creating this list for years, so you... You jumped in with quite a few right off the gate, so well done on that. Oh, I could probably keep going. Like, the thing is, is, like, what's funny is, like, okay, like, bands like Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. Uh I can't even remember. But but they had so many good hits. Yeah, but that's the difference here. Because if you listen to the whole album, you'd know. Like... That's why Gasoline's probably up there on top three, because it got my attention. It kicked in the door. It it was exactly what I wanted, and I didn't know I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And it's that memorable to this day. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Dead and Bloated. Like, fucking... Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're listening to albums, when it goes... When it goes something like that, like, you'll remember that. Wow. Yeah, but there's also so many songs that I remember, like... That I can, I don't know, put to a memory. Like, Welcome to the Machine. Yeah. Like, for for me, that song always holds significance of me and you driving around. It's pitch dark. We're in the middle of nowhere. The song's blaring out of the car. We're both outside the car peeing. And there's like a factory in the distance. Is that what was playing? Yeah. Are you sure? I feel like it was Welcome to the Machine. I'm pretty sure it was something off of uh, Momentary Lapse of Reason. I want to say it was The Grass is Greener. Doom, 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 doom. The river flowing. I mean, I don't know. We also took so many trips out there listening to different Pink That's Floyd true. Album. So, like, in the... Di- like, See, for me, that song is me and you high in my room. And you were like, just close your eyes and tell me what you see. And I couldn't because I just mm-hmm. kept seeing one, like a, uh, like a, to this day, <laughs> it's so hard to describe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just, a, 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 fuck, it's like a tube. You're going down a tube with different shapes. And it's just yeah. one, one motion you're going, but shapes are flat. Like, yeah. that's what I think of every single time. I think I hear that song. Yeah. No, it, it's okay. Like I want to say, it, it was it was that I think that's why it was such a big fucking deal. Because when we got out to pee, it was the grass is greener, mm-hmm. the river flowing forever and ever. What the fuck song is that? Not keep talking, but it's off that album. Oh, keep talking was a good song too. Yeah, it was. Oh, it's so good. No, like I also remember one time we took that redhead girl when we were rolling around with her and like the hills, like as we went up and down, went with uh, the music. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, are you doing this on purpose? <laughs> I'm like, no. And who's the redheaded girl? That was probably some of the most fun times of my entire life <laughs> was those type of moments. Like those are the memories and things that I look back to. And I'm like, God, like what a great fun time that was. The... Like, I remember when I took I took a bunch of acid, and we had smoked a bunch of pot, and I was trying to drive back from Sealyville to Brazil, and I was on 40 and 340, trying to get, I was around that area, and Push It was playing, 
Mm. And I just remember, like, as I was driving, like, visions of World War II <laughs> and Hitler <laughs> and everything was in my mind. And that just, like, I don't know. It just stuck with me as, like, what am I doing? <laughs> and, like, the song Judith by Perfect Circle. I still remember, like, you had recorded it off of TRL. Oh, yeah. And you were, like, you had it on a VHS. And you're, like, have you heard this? And I was, like, no. And you're, like, okay, it's the lead singer of Tool's side project. And I'm, like, oh, I didn't know he was doing this. Like, I don't even know how you discover information like this because the internet wasn't, like... How did I discover that? Yeah, I have no idea. I think you just saw it on TRL. Perfect Circle. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and because you could see the logo was on the bottom. Yep, yep, yep. And you record it, and we watched it on that little TV in your room. And I was just like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then, like, I went and bought the Meriday Gnome CD. Yeah, you did. And then, like... It changed everything. The, you know what? There's another album that just came in and grabbed me. Was it? What mm-hmm. was the first song off that? A hollow. Oh yeah, the hollow. <laughs> that was a good opener. Yeah, yeah, it really. Followed was. by uh, Magdalena. Or yeah, whatever. like Magdalena. that's the thing that sucked. That's about that album is trying to pronounce all the names. No, it's okay. There are some that are easy, like Rose and Judith. <laughs> I was gonna say, but then like the th- the the Orestes and it's Orestes and it's yeah Magdalena. exactly like it's shut. All right, it's like Worc- it's like Worcestershire. No, it's not. That's exactly what it's like. All right, yeah, I guess kind of. It's Aristus, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, that is a good opener. Da, 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 da. See, that's another question. What What's a song that you did not give a fuck about, but then you saw the video and it changed everything? Okay song i didn't care about and then saw the video for and then, and then you, it made you like the song more almost mm-hmm. man in the box really alice in chains that black the, and white video yeah why so my dad bought the vhs and it was like i, I don't even know it was their tour mm-hmm. for facelift on vhs Okay. And they played all their songs. And I remember um, he had the video, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, what's this? And I just put it in and watched it. And I just remember watching the whole video, and because and it had, like, Love, Hate, Love, or Sea of Sorrow, mm-hmm. and just so many good songs. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is... Like, that made me care about Alice in Chains. Just because the videos were so, I don't know, yeah, cool. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, oh, let's some other ones. Okay. So, saw the video for, and... I'm not going to lie. I don't have any ready for this one. Yeah. I just kind of thought about it. But the one that came to mind, I'm not proud of. But it is... Uh, the truth, it's Nicki Minaj's uh, Anaconda. Yeah. I thought that song was bullshit. How mm-hmm. dare you? Now, I say to this day, it is a bullshit song that she sampled one part of a great song yeah. of and just ruined it, ran it to the ground, ruined it. She's fucking with kids here. Like, she's a fucking role model girl. Like, you are fucking a terrible musician. 
talking about fucking dudes for coke and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you. And then I saw the video. Worst song ever, greatest video of all time. That shit is dope. That is a great fucking video. Like, holy shit. That was hot. Uh, I mean, okay. So... I don't know if it made me like the song more, but <laughs> it definitely made me respect the video some. I would, I would also put... Uh, not a great video, but it made me appreciate the band Limp Biscuit Faith. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's Be- fair. It was new, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it was the very beginning. You yeah. know? Like I get that. I do. Yeah. That, now, what's interesting is I feel like when they came out with the song Nookie, mm-hmm. that's when I shut down from Limp Biscuit. So I feel like. That was just in time, too, because yeah. right after that was Hot Dog Flavored One. No, Significant Other was a lot. Nope, that was on Significant Other. Yeah, it was on Significant Other. So right which after sucks that was because, Hot like, Dog Flavored because that song water. Rearranged was on there, yeah. which was a pretty... It was a good bass line. Yeah, I don't was. know how else to... Yeah. Yeah, but, like, Faith... Like, there was a few songs, uh, Faith, Counterfeit, yeah, off the $3 Bill, y'all, album, yeah. that were pretty good. They weren't know. annoying yet. Yeah, and then when Significant Other... I remember when... Uh, I mean, he had to break stuff. Yeah, like, I remember when the. Yeah, we know corn. Okay. Yeah. Good to know that you know yeah. corn. I brought Method Man in with me now. Oh, too. great! You know people. All right, great. I think about. Hmm. Oh, uh, I I just had one. It was uh, I can't remember. Fuck. Yeah. It was a good one too. Fuck. I feel like you would have really appreciated it. Watch, I'm remembering it. It wasn't going to be close. To Lincoln, Lincoln Park. One step closer. Okay, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. You didn't like that song before? Mm-mm. Really? Yeah. In it was on Hyper Theory, wasn't it? I think so. It was dope. It was their first album. Yeah. I mean, the video is what made me buy the album. Okay. And then it opened with, I think, Paper Cut or something. Yeah. Uh, another one that I just thought of. Jim uh, Class Heroes... Cupid something. I never heard that. Uh, okay. So they take the chorus from Super Tramp. Uh, that song, like, take a look at my girlfriend. Yeah. So they take the chorus, but then he raps. Oh, man. Is that who that is? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Weezer, Teenage Dirtbag. It had the Mila one check. Yeah. Uh, Weedus. Yeah. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say Weezer, Teenage Dirtbag? Yeah, no, I just corrected to Weedus. Okay. Weedus, Teenage Dirtbag. I, I immediately turned it mm-hmm. into Weedus. Like, well, um, I didn't try. New Radicals. The, vi- the video made me care more about the song. Okay. Not that I enjoyed the song, but it made me watch it. Come on, um, y'all. We're in a mall. One of mine was uh, Rock Show by Blink-182. I really care too much about the song. I thought it was kind of cool, but then when I watched the video, at one point, the guitar spits into the camera at a perfect fucking time, and I still see it to this day. Uh, my Weezer would be Buddy Holly. That video, that video made you... Did you give a fuck about Happy Days? Is that... Is that why you liked it? I did just I liked the way they did the video. 
Because uh, okay. I like had to think, is Weezer old enough to be on Happy Days? <laughs> like I literally had to comprehend, like, oh, this is like edited in. Yeah. Um, Big Me by Foo Fighters made you like the song more. Like mm-hmm. you're yeah, just yeah, yeah. saying some decent songs and decent videos here. Yeah, it, it's very important that you didn't like the song, and mm-hmm. then you watched the video and it changed your mind. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I was not a fan of Foo Fighters. I was not. Hmm. Monkey Wrench. I was like, eh, stupid. And then Big Me was the other one that I thought was a stupid song. And then I watched the video. and Yeah, some of these, like, my intro to the songs was the video. So mm-hmm. some of these are going to be a little hard. Monkey, Actually, Monkey Wrench is a good example because I didn't mind that video. But it didn't make me like the song more. Yeah, you know what? It did because I like that angle they were using, the mm-hmm. fisheye lens, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, There's a ridiculous song that. Probably some Bloodhound Gang song. I can't remember. Yeah. You're doing much better with this than me because I can't think of anything but Nicki Minaj now. Yeah. I mean, that would be on my list too. Fuck, maybe Doja Cat's in there too. Like, I don't no. know. Like, well, because like I said, I mean, I think no. of, I mean, I'm naming some bands that I like, but I also, like, I can tell you, like, I wasn't a huge Weezer no, the or first Weedis. Time, first time I heard Juicy, I was immediately turned on by mm-hmm. Doja Cat. If you can see it from the front, wait till you see it from the back. Like, wow. post, Mal- post Malone. Any, anything post Malone. Oh, just anything? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, so my experience was. Uh, White Iverson. Yeah, and I listened to it for like ten seconds, and I was like, Pfft. "Next, next." Yeah, like I don't see how this guy's a good rapper. And then, so it was White Iverson that I had listened to, but then the video that I watched was the Ozzy Osbourne and Post Malone "Take What You Want." Yeah. So technically, wow, that was a. There's a big gap there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So my opinion of Post Malone started with the White Iverson, and I thought, yeah, I don't care about him. Fair. Then I watched the video of Post and Ozzy that they had made, on, and it was on YouTube, so I don't even know if it's the actual, right. like, real video, music video. And then I was like, oh, my God, Post Malone is a musical genius. And then I became, like, a huge Post Malone fan. You know, it's sad, but probably it wasn't even an official video, but there was a weird ass video on YouTube for the pot by Tool. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't like that song that much. And then I watched the video and I was like, oh, okay, that's uh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, like, actually, most of the songs off 10,000 Days or uh, Lateralis, mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of. Like,. But the more I listened to it, like the first time I heard Jombie, mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh my God, what a great song. So what So what album would you, if you could only listen to one Tool album for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Oh yeah, it's Anima. Just straight yeah. up? Yeah. You can't, you can't play Anima in your fucking sleep? Like you, you need to be that be the one? Oh, I mean, I know every song, like, every track listing. Well, that's like, my point. Like, you, you'll never have to hear that. Like, you yeah, can always yeah. play it in your head. But, like, yeah. But I'll never be able to hit those notes. Or get the timing right. 
like every time like the end the like an outro outro and it's like yeah. And I'll be like in the car, like trying to hit the steering wheel. I'll be like, oh, we went from four to eight. Nope, we're seven, yeah. seven, eight timing. Like, dude, yeah, I can never, doesn't matter how many times I listen to the song. I'm like, is it three beats, then one, then two, then yeah. three? Or is it two, one, three, two? I remember <laughs> the first time I heard uh, Invincibles in Dave's apartment. You guys made me listen to it. And the last two minutes of it, I had such a hard time keeping up with yeah. it because it just picked up double time out of nowhere. And I was like, what the fuck? This is awesome. Yeah, it just, all the time signature changes and stuff like, and I mean that's also why Tool fans are so just nerdy, pretentious. Yeah, exactly. We, we are pretentious. Yes, like, I mean, there's so many YouTube videos about what it's like to be friends with a Tool fan, and it's so accurate. <laughs> they all it, nail it. It's yeah. so accurate. It's yeah, like, it's like you know this song. If you play it backwards, you can hear Mannard screeching. <sighs> Is he, is he talking about playing it backwards again? Yeah, no. it, it's just every like I'm exactly. Make a sandwich. It, it, you know, like <laughs> so many interpretations of what the song means and all the Illuminati and theories and and really he was just like, nope, I was just kind of drunk. Yeah, yeah, like shit to I, this. You yeah, guys, like I'm like you guys are too high. You just, when uh, like I went on a good seven day binge of analyzing tool after their last album came out fear inoculum mm-hmm. because frank said you know uh they're calling this their what's what was the word he used um i can't remember the word grand opus yeah was that it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you mean this is like the culmination of all their work? And he's oh, like, yeah. 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 Just and I that. was like, oh my God, what if that's true? <laughs> so, seven. Okay. Let's see this. So we're going to start Fear Inoculum. Okay. We're yeah. about to be injected of the people. Of the opiate for the people. That's the one. Oh, yeah. here we go. <laughs> Down then, that rabbit hole. And then, okay. Yeah. I'm being pulled under through the undertow. I still think into, that uh, Invincible is about a porn star. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is the dude makes wine and music. Like, all of his songs can... Uh, and bacon. Yeah. Because, like, in... What is it in Tempest? He's like, what are the lyrics? Is about like he's like cookies and cream. You will not let that go. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> that is the dumbest lyric I've ever heard. It rhymes. I mean, yeah, and so, and so but, it seems. Yeah, but so somehow I'm like, okay, what does that have to do with this song at all? But then there's other songs that are just like Hooker with a Penis. Mm-hmm. Like lyrically, that's an amazing song. Yeah. And then I look at Ticks and Leeches. Mm-hmm. That's a great song. Yes. Yeah. Swamp song. Like, you ain't knee deep and going in. No, I know. I just, yeah. why, why are you naming these? Because those are just amazing lyric songs. Okay. Like, by Tool. 
and I sit here and I analyze them and I think what it's about. And then I realize that also Maynard wrote a song about four degrees warmer because the butthole's four degrees warmer. Yep. And I'm like, that's what I am, is a fan of somebody that does stuff to that to me. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. it's designed, yep. like, he, he is designed to make me, like, feel like I'm this educated person. And I'm like, you know, eulogy is actually about Jesus Christ. And I sound so educated. Yeah. And then he makes me listen to 17 minutes of just static. Yeah. And I'm like, this is amazing, isn't it? Also, like, you can be disgustipated. Yeah. You know? What a, what an artist. What an what a message to Harry Manback. Here's a message from the L.A. Municipal Court system. Right. And the worst part is it's probably just like Jesus. We're like, he had an idea and we just ran with it and huh. completely fucked it up. And there's like, no going back now. We already started yeah. a war. You know, yeah, it, just, it just amazes me. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to lie. I think that's a, that's a great note to end on mm-hmm. is the wonderment of Tool and, yeah. uh, and everything. Well, I gotta say, Jimmy V, this has been a uh, very inter- interesting and entertaining podcast. I'd like mm-hmm. to thank you for uh, coming on to the show. Absolutely. And uh, enduring this uh, early morning hours with me. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, I don't think I uh, have a call off for this show. You don't have anything cool to say when you end it? Like I, I, I do for the other one, not this one. Um... Cut it out, Joey Gladstone. <laughs> like, like Bob Saget, Bob Saget's dead. Oh, uh, oh! I think I, I, I think I ended it with. Uh, so until next time, folks. Life is chaos. Be kind. I didn't really. Are you, are you uh, selling insurance? That's not what insurance people do. I, I feel like that's what somebody's selling insurance would say. <sighs> okay, like, do you have a better call off sign that I can use? Mm. I gotta stay warm out there. No. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> uh, that's where I got that from. Yeah. Nothing like I'm getting a call as well. Mm. I'll figure that out later. <laughs> anyway, Indeed. thanks for coming on. Indeed. <laughs>